That was tough because I didn't want to admit it. Powerless, that, that word. Yeah, and clearly that's a lot of uh, ego involvement right there. Um, I 100% came to terms with that early December when I just realized I, I was powerless against alcohol. Because you go back to those times where like, yeah, I could shut it down, you know, one or two drinks or whatever. You've done that like a couple dozen times in my life, you know, as opposed to the, the other side, which leads into just nonstop. I'm Andy Nilo, and this is the Lifestylist Podcast. I'm Luke Story from LukeStory.com, and this is episode 479, Next Level Skincare, Sunscreen Scams, Anti-Aging, and Topical Superfoods with Alatura's Andy Nilo. Get your piping hot show notes over at LukeStory.com slash Andy. Andy's the founder of my favorite skincare company, Alatura, and this cat has been through a lot in life, and he has emerged as a victor. If you're interested in learning about how to care for your largest organ with the best topical nutrients on earth, you're going to love this episode. Here's a taste of the jams we get into with Andy. We spend the first 45 minutes or so talking about Andy's recent and quite public bout with addiction and his ongoing sobriety journey. And then we get into the skincare deep dive and the horrific car accident that motivated Andy to develop skin healing products in the first place. We also talk about the incredible trend of bros getting into skincare, causes and treatments for acne, eczema, and psoriasis, treating bug bites, burns, and cuts, the most toxic skincare products and ingredients to watch out for, avoiding harsh cleansers, hormones, and how they relate to the skin, sun protection and treating sunspots, the problem with seed oils, the best foods for skin health, the benefits of red light therapy, and so much more. By the end of this chat, it's quite likely that you'll want to take Alatura for a spin on your skin. If that's you, use the code LIFESTYLIST for 20% off at lukestory.com slash Alatura. All right, let's all take a seat and get ready for a masterclass on Beyond Natural Skin Care with Andy Nilo. And if you dig the show, please share it with a friend. Andy Nilo, here we go. Here we go. Round two. I wonder how, two. how long ago that was when we did our first podcast together. I'm just guessing, but I want to say like 2017 or 18. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah. Because I'm coming up on eight years yeah. doing this show. I think June, probably around the time this comes out will be the eight-year mark. Wow. And you were one of the, the earlier guests. Yeah, yes. I remember, um, I think I heard you on Bulletproof Radio and figured out you were in LA. And I think I hit you up on Twitter and we went to Air One and we're just <laughs> geeking out on eating oysters and raw liver. You were making like raw liver smoothies. And I was like, ah, oh, kindred spirit, man. Someone who's as weird about all this shit as I am. Uh, and then you'd come up to the house uh, when I lived in the Hollywood Hills by the Hollywood Bowl. And I was growing, I don't know if you remember this, I was growing these insane aloe vera plants, like in those, uh, those wine barrels, like... Mm -hmm wine barrel cut in half or misdusted yeah <laughs> like doing all this crazy shit and then eventually i started putting like seawater in them and i think i killed them because i didn't dilute it enough 
But I used to go out to Malibu with like a big water jug and go out into the water and like fill it up and come home and water all my plants, trying to get the marine minerals into them. And I think that was the end of those beautiful giant uh, aloe vera plants. They were so thick though too. They were big dogs. Yeah. yeah, cutting a huge, uh, you know, bunch of those and then put them in the back and they have that orange ooze and it started to stain yeah, the yeah, yeah. trunk of my car. But yeah, yeah the things we'll, we'll do for health. I mean, it's so funny you mentioned that because I used to do the exact same thing. I'd fill up uh, Crystal Geyser gallons full of the Santa Monica ocean water and put it in my hair because it added thickness and texture. Right. to my hair and right. I'd add that seawater to my hair every morning. That's funny. I used to do that too. I forgot about that. Dude, I put it, it in does. a spray bottle. Exactly. Yeah, because when you get out of the ocean, it's like and you just let your hair dry wild. It's always awesome, you know? Yeah. I think women have a thing for that. It's like beach dew or beach hair or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's a known thing. Yeah. I think fewer guys know about it. <laughs> so we'll link to your past episode where we go more deeply into your story because I just want to catch up to real time. Yeah. Uh, and we'll put everything we talk about here today, guys, at lukestory.com slash Andy, A-N-D-Y. So you're living in Sedona now. What's up, what's up with that? Oh, man. Um, yeah, living in Sedona, it's interesting. 2011, 10-ish, right around my accident, when I was first throwing things together is when I get, when Sedona first came into my mind, um, just right after the accident, it's so interesting that exactly 11 years after that, I got, you know, sober from alcohol, which is another thing, but also um, just moved to an area that was calling me. Um, when I was making the clay mask, I wanted to have something sacred to me, special to me, to have my products manufactured out of, and the first place I looked was Sedona, but finding co-packers for, you know, skincare products and personal care products in Sedona, I don't, I still think there aren't any, but we could be the it's first. It's hard to find internet in Sedona. Yes. <laughs> Which I learned from living there for a couple months. Exactly. Yeah it's, yeah. it's more remote than it seems. Like once you get there and spend some time, you realize, oh, I, this is a really small town. Yes. You know, there's a lot of tourists and stuff like that, but amenities and manufacturing skincare products uh, I'm sure could be challenging. Absolutely. Yeah. That it was just these little signs uh, just kept popping up. Sedona, I didn't know too much about it. And I didn't know too much about the spiritual and sacred element of it. I had heard that it was a destination I always wanted to go and I would visit from time to time and uh, took my uh, staff on a 2020 retreat uh, to Sedona from this, at this point we were all remote. And uh, people flew into Arizona and then we drove up to Sedona and had a really nice trip there during the pandemic. Um, something happened there where I, uh, we went on a UFO tour. I met uh, a couple of nice guides there that really, that I stayed in touch with. And I just had a, a little bit of a spiritual moment with one of the instructors that saw something in me and shared that with me um, in front of my team. And it really, we stayed in touch. It was a very special moment that, kind of got me just opened up my mind to certain things that were happening to me and that I was experiencing spiritually. And it, it had an impact and it was in my head, you know, this is 2020. Um, and then a, a couple of years later, I would go out, I drive three or four hours to, from Vegas to Sedona just to clear my head. And uh, I went there in September, climbed Bell Rock, scaled that 
Uh, it started to drizzle at the top of Bell Rock. I'm really big into ancient civilization and Freddie Silva specifically. Is uh, I'm a huge fan of him. Freddie Silva just knows so much about the different sacred spots all around uh, the world. And I've become fascinated with visiting them, but Bell Rock being one of them. And at the top of Bell Rock, it just started to drizzle and, and it was extremely difficult to make it up there. And it was, it was a little frightening scaling my way down with uh, raindrops and, and just making it to my hotel, messing around on Zillow that night. Um, I scheduled a meeting for a home that Sunday um, and then saw a place, uh, fell in love, walked in maybe 10 seconds and said, no, this is mine and put in an offer Monday and accepted Tuesday. And then just like that, mid-September, wow. well, early September um, is the whole process of buying a home. I had no intention to buy a home, just something came over me. And then once I finally got to Sedona and moved in, Luke, I can't even tell you just the magic that I feel daily living across from Thunder Mountain and just absorbing, listening to the spirits around me. And it's just a full on. I mean, thinking about the contrast between Sedona and Las Vegas too, just the vibe, the energy of it, right? I mean, both desert, you know, similar kind of topography, yeah. dry, arid desert vibes. But uh, I mean, the energetics of it, Sedona's powerful. We attempt, as I was telling you earlier, we gave it a trial run to see if we could live there. And Alice and I both were just, it was too intense for like a full-time thing, you know? But then the people that end up there like you are just like, boom, this is my home. This is my spot. And you feel ground. You feel grounded there. Like the people that live there are like, oh, it's really grounding. For me, I was just like, ah, <laughs> my nervous system couldn't hang. Yeah. I was like, I'm not ready to graduate to the Sedona level yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was it was intense, but it's so beautiful, and there's so many interesting people there. And then, I mean, the nature there is just insane. You know, it's just yeah. there's no place like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I want to get into a bit of your journey over the past couple of years, and then even though we went deep into your you know origin story and why you got into skincare and all this stuff in the first episode we'll touch on that but i want to just bring something to light here especially for people that follow you on social media and aware of you and your brand all the tour and stuff it's maybe a couple maybe maybe it wasn't even a couple years ago maybe a year ago or something we started talking about doing this episode doing another round and you know we're putting it together um and I started seeing posts of yours on your Instagram where you were acting super fucking wild. And then a few times people DM'd me and were like, hey, you're a friend of Andy's. We're concerned about him and stuff like that. And myself being someone who had a long history of drug and alcohol abuse and addiction, that's what it looked like to me. And so I was in this weird position of like, we're supposed to be booking this podcast. I've agreed to do it. And then thinking, I don't know if this would be of the highest good for Andy if he is struggling like he appears to be. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know exactly what was going on. And I followed my intuition. And you know that I'm a sober guy. And I hope you know if you needed help, you could always call. But I'm mm -hmm. just kind of a live and let live dude. I don't proselytize or tell people they need to be sober or whatever. It's, it's really none of my business until someone makes it my business. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was clear to me that you had something going on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was concerned and kind of just 
feeling it out and waiting to see where it went. And then I started seeing you do posts where you looked like your old self again, and maybe even better, you know, happy, your eye, the light in your eyes came back, mm-hmm. you're making sense, you're cognizant. Um, what happened? And where, are you, and where are you at now? I mean, you know, to whatever yeah, degree you want to, you want to get into it. No, I'm, I'm uh, completely transparent with uh, that situation that I, it was a crisis for sure. Um, just the combination of, you know, working long hours, onboarding team after team after team. I mean, last year I onboarded seven different teams and that's, you know, my personal assistant on Alatura left. So I was literally the only employee left working with contractors and onboarding and, you know, trying to teach the system to, you know, seven new teams over, um, you know, and trying to bring people in and cover customer service and um, really just bringing in a whole new set of people every month or two became stressful. Um, That you know, in combination with traveling to the to different conferences and maintaining my responsibilities as a as the owner of Alatura, um, combined with substance, uh, I was drinking a lot. I would use that to medicate and kind of as a stress reliever, and then know that I would work, you know, work it out, sweat it out, um, and then just get back to work. But that was just becoming a, a cycle for me that was uh, counterproductive, uh, led to a chemical imbalance, being extremely irritable with the people that I love. And it probably, looking back retroactively, I wasn't the best leader by any means. Um, Luke, I really needed that to happen to me. It had been weighing in, um, on me because my messaging wasn't congruent with what I am so passionate about as well, which is health and wellness. And then it just would eat away at me that, you know, spending the weekends out and I'm like, ah, just that, whatever it is, if something's kind of needling at you and needing away, you need to pinpoint it and mitigate it and just get it out of the system. But that's one of those things where I just thought that I had it under control and that I could, you know, deal with uh, work and look, you know, I'm building a business. I mean, ego came into that. Um, but I, I just really towards, yeah, that the end of September finally had a, my last relapse. I, I went to a treatment facility in July, um, that went well, um, systematically. Like I just had my days planned, you know, counseling, good meals, got back physically, thought I had it and came back, didn't stay on my aftercare, um, was still stressed and just still kind of air, you know, angry and irritable at the situation, just felt misunderstood the whole time. And that was just, I had gone to Cairo, Egypt a month or two months before that. I got down on my knees outside of Saqqara Temple um, and just begged to just release whatever type of uh, hold substance had on me and to remove the deceptive and uh, manipulative people from my life. And from that point, I literally started physically feeling uh, just a transformation that was scary. It was a lot. It was almost like a warning about of what I was about to go through. Um, and that's a scary feeling, not knowing like, what is this? What's this dread, you know, about something that's, um, you know, like kind of like a premonition of, of a series of events that ended up happening. And I, 
had to pay the consequences like to the lowest you know low that i've ever experienced my entire life um including the accident accident nothing pain mentally nothing compared to the the agony and just self-disappointment that i had for letting people down and um finally after a series of events getting to sedona i was able to breathe better you know i was able to i mean i still had a physical dependency on alcohol which is amazing to me but uh finally just locking in you know december 25th 2022 um is when i became sober i'm so i'm actually sober five months today wow yeah right on right thank on you. yeah thank you man uh, i know from experience dude the first and it's one of those things that really i think unless you no matter how well-meaning people are unless you've been in that position yourself there's just no way that you can understand it because <laughs> from the outside you look at someone who's having issues with addiction and it, you just go why don't you stop just stop willpower right mm -hmm. some people have that and some of us have it to a lesser degree i know that was always true in my case but the the first initial days are brutal. I mean, my first yeah. 28 days, I was in a treatment center. Thank God the first one stuck. I was just so beat down. I was, I was literally just willing to do anything. So there was, there was no resistance left in me, you know, at mm -hmm. that point. There's a lot of people relapse because they come in. They're like, oh, I hit a rough batch. Yeah, I'll go to this rehab, go to a few meetings, but I'm going to do my own thing. The ego is like still in place, you know. Mm -hmm. I think mine was just so annihilated, but... Dude, I remember coming out of there after the 28 days. I mean, just functioning at all as an adult was totally impossible. I mean, I had so much like emotional upheaval and just my mind was all over the place. I mean, I just felt crazy. And that went on for, for quite some time. I remember just the terror, dude, of I'm 26 years old. I, I get out of rehab. I got no job, no friends. Um, knew, I had a little <laughs> shitty apartment in Hollywood, but I knew I had to get rid of it because it was like just infested with drug people and it was just the gnarliest memories of uh, using there. Mm -hmm. So I come out and I have nothing. It's like, dude, every few hours is terrifying. Just, you know, it's getting dark. What am I going to do with myself? So for, for me, just going to meetings nonstop was just, there was no choice because I would have gone insane and I would have used. So I say all that to say, um, congratulations. And when you become ad addicted to alcohol or drugs, man, it's like getting clean is not for the faint at heart. Mm -mm. It's fucking gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's gnarly. And even like a month, two months, three, five months, a year, a couple of years. I mean, I look at anyone that's like in the first stages of that and it's like, man, you know, hats off, um, congratulations, because the the amount of courage it takes to let that stuff go and just face life and reality mm -hmm. as it lands is, it's tough, man. It's tough when you don't have that anesthesia to kind of dull the uh, the sharp edges of life, you know? Right. No, yeah. that's good enough. Um, what was it like? I'm thinking back to my own experience, which was <laughs> decades pre-social media, but in my life as an addict, there was so much guilt and shame that I held because I knew that I was 
not supposed to be living that way. And then I would kind of get caught by my friends who all did drugs and drank too, but I was always kind of the worst one. Mm -hmm. So there's always this hiding and sneaking around and lying and stuff like that. But only my immediate friends and family were aware of my problems. You were going on you know, Instagram lives totally fucked up and just going off. You know, what was it like to wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, what did I post? I mean, was there, did you feel embarrassed or ashamed after you got sober when those things would happen? Were friends and family seeing that and, you know, trying to intervene in your life? Like you did this kind of spiraling so publicly. I think that's the the interest for me and the questions just like, what was that like to be out there that you were and then thousands of people are seeing you kind of tailspin. I hurt more for my family and friends that were embarrassed, you know? Um, I really, I was howling at the moon. I mean, I had a lot to say. I was expressing myself not in the best way by any means. I just had a lot going on with, and a lot of disappointment I felt with just being misunderstood from authorities, police, security guards, things like that. I was just really just spiraling going through it. And also very, very just angry from the resentment from certain betrayals and things like that that happened. And um, by no means is it, an excuse i needed to get that type of quote-unquote embarrassment that level of you know with the stuff that i have on the line with having the company i'm just a really honest person though too i don't want to hide anything and i don't i didn't i really a small part of me felt like it could help somebody i'm being real being authentic here, you know, and, and oh, definitely, what, yeah, definitely. I mean, sure I'll, I'll having, give you that, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, you're on IG Live, just going <laughs> off, dude. You well, know, yeah, I, yeah. And no judgment here. Like, it's a curiosity to me as I was watching that. I'm like, I wonder where this is going to go. A, obviously, I hope you're all right. You're a great guy. You're doing, you know, incredible things in the world. You're a person of service. You have a great company. You've been through a lot of shit already. But I'm just like, man. This is getting this is getting interesting, and then you know, because we weren't we were texting here and there, but it was like I would see one of those posts, and then I think it would be deleted, and then I'd see you again, and you were kind of making more sense. Like, All right, cool, he got it together, and then it would kind of go out again. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I just, and I'm glad it happened. I'm, I needed to get broken down, yeah, man. like everything, just. And also, I I felt like hiding some of that was like was lying, you know, to my uh, following and and definitely my customers and and people that trust me that look for me for health advice and I just I really felt like and even explaining that I I would have that where I'm passionately talking about certain diet dietary um, you know things that i do or workouts and uh, it would be there while i'm saying it and like yeah dude you, you know i'd like to have a good time with substance <laughs> a lot uh a lot more than you know a lot of people it's something that i needed to remove from my life in order to yeah. propel me forward and get to you know reach those heights without that guilt and without that shame of just like going oh, i'm allowed to have a private life uh i mean 
that there's some of that, but at the same time, it just, it was messing. It was, it was just, uh, my soul, it wasn't, was telling me to just be completely honest with this and just share everything. And there is a component of it helping others, which really is, does mean a lot to me. And that's why I'm, I want to just be transparent with this. At the yeah. same time, I, I needed to talk to someone. You know, I got a lot of love from those, um, from sharing my uh, ridiculousness, but a lot of people cared like yourself and that, that love and that just, you know, being there for me without judgment uh, really helped me get back on track. And then finally sitting with it, which, you know, just solo by myself, listening to flute music and different frequency music, just getting back and just sitting with it. A lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. Yeah, that's that's the key. Like you mentioned that in Egypt mm -hmm. and for someone who's not had a positive or meaningful relationship with the practice of prayer, I, I can see how it would look like almost silly, you know, which is how I always thought of it until I was desperate enough and I had no other choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, what else are you going to do when you can't help yourself? It's like, even though I didn't believe in God, I would still pray. And lo and behold, I was struck sober. All these years later, 20, almost 26 and a half, almost, yeah, 26 years later in a few months, wow. I'm still in awe that those prayers that I uttered in 1997, kneeling on the floor in a rehab, that they worked. It's like, what is that? Mm -hmm. What happened? Because I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I tried to get sober on my own a bunch of times. I would make it about an hour. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's no way I could ever make it one day. Not even negotiable, impossible. And then all of a sudden I'm like walking by the liquor store and I don't go in. I'm driving down the street where I used to go buy drugs in downtown LA. I had this job where I was delivering uh, food for a restaurant and they would send me down 6th Street toward downtown LA, which was like the hot spot for heroin dealers on the street there. And I mean, I spent a lot of desperate <laughs> moments around that corner. And I'd be driving that delivery truck and I had cash in my pocket because I've been getting paid to deliver the food. And I would be shocked that the car would keep going straight. I'd be like, who's steering the van? Why am I not? They're right there. I see the guys. You can spot them. I know who's got it. Wow. All I got to do is go a little quick whistle, quick glance, and the car is going to be surrounded by dealers spitting balloons of heroin in their hand, you know? I mean, wow. literally. And I knew that it was that prayer. And I just kept doing it, even though I didn't really believe in it. It's just, it's incredible. That's really, that's the crux of it is that you have like this physical, emotional, and mental illness of addiction so it seems like the way to get over it is to address it that way. But on a deeper level, it's a spiritual problem. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. It's a disconnection from your higher self, right? And a disconnection from God or one that you never had that connection. But I, I love that you brought in the prayer and, and that your higher self is going, Andy, what are you doing, bro? I mean, I don't know if your higher self talks to you like that, but whatever that version is, where there's like a part of you that knows you're better than this. Yes. A part of you that knows your life has more value than this, that you have a contribution to make, that you're, you're worthy of actually being a whole person. 
mm-hmm. you know? And it's just that tiny little mustard seed of a voice. That's what it was for me. It was so faint. I mean, it was like a transistor radio in the dugout of an empty baseball stadium. You know? Mm-hmm. I know you like baseball. I don't know why that analogy comes in. Maybe because you do. You know, it's just like you just hear this, just this slight little whisper or murmur that's like, you don't have to live like this. There's a way out. I don't know what the fuck it is, but there's a part of me that's going, ah, get me out of this. So, you know, I don't want to steal the show from you, but that's just my, you know, my acknowledgement of you and uh, my gratitude for you having, you know, that part of yourself that was like, nope, I'm done. Hey guys, I'm excited to talk to you today about a bomb new product from our friends over at Biocharged. Now, I've been using their resistor ozonated oil capsules for gut health and overall detoxing for a while. But now they've added a second weapon in their arsenal of awesomeness. It's called Amptogen, kind of a mashup of Amped and Adaptogen. Adaptogens help you bounce back from stress and recover faster. And the Amped part, well, I guess that's the secret sauce, but I'm going to reveal it to you here today. Amptogen is a super blend of four potent ingredients. Number one, Shilajit. It's a Himalayan resin that's got tons of trace minerals, fulvic, and humic acid, and I use it on its own for concentration and to smash brain fog. Number two, resveratrol, a powerful antioxidant and neuroprotective agent that supports heart health and reduces inflammation. Number three is NMN, a powerful energy booster and precursor to NAD. And finally, number four, niacinamide to boost your vitamin B3 levels and support the aging process. So Amptogen synergizes all four of these into a super potent formula. Just two capsules a day, my friends, replenishes key minerals, amps up your mitochondrial function, and improves cellular repair. And the bonus is that because it improves recovery time and minimizes muscle cramps, Aptogen's the perfect tool to stash in your gym bag. So if you want to get charged up, here's what you do. Go over to biocharged.co and get your hands on some of this stuff. And if you use the code LUKE, you'll save 15% on your order. But heads up, if you're new to using Shilajit, they recommend taking Amptogen in the morning due to the massive pickup you feel. But once you get used to it, you can safely take it whenever you need a boost. And again, get that boost at biocharged.co and the code there is LUKE. So my question is this. Thank you. Was it difficult? I don't know what else you were up to, but you've talked about alcohol. So if you're addicted to alcohol, was it difficult to concede to yourself that you were powerless over alcohol, that, that you and all your willpower wasn't enough to just stop it? Absolutely. Yeah. What was that like? That was, that was tough. Because I didn't want to admit it. Powerless, that that word. Um, yeah, and clearly that's a lot of uh, ego involvement right there. Um, I 100% came to terms with that early December when I just realized I, I was powerless against alcohol, you know? I mean, because you go back to those times where like, yeah, I could shut it down, you know, one or two drinks or whatever. You've done that like a couple dozen times in my life, you know, as opposed to the... The other side, which leads into just nonstop, um, you know, just being completely honest with yourself and then really, pay, you know, facing consequences. 
Um, and then on top of just the uh, internal agony, the past like quarter of 2022, it was just tossing and turning all night. You know, it became so much. I was so just delicate with facing the consequences. And then it was just like, you just take that step and just face everything. I mean, last year was, was tough, you know, um, but just taking that, that step towards facing the consequences the right way and just putting in the work like full on militant every day, um, getting back in the gym, working your way. I mean, but just having a structured routine around sobriety, not just around health and wellness, but how important my aftercare is, outpatient, my meetings, um, my prayer, my routine, but, but just deep, honest, not just to do it, but deep gratitude for what is happening around me that is, is really hard for me to explain and put into words. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to add to what you said from the spiritual aspect. And then for me, uh, looking back to as far as I can remember when I was 11 years old, just really pain, praying for health and happiness of my friends, my family, my loved ones back then, just parking my bike in front of the, uh, I would go to this little seven o'clock mass. And uh, I just need to get back to that because I mean, I was that I was still obviously am um, very spiritual my entire life. So getting, getting back into that, like you said, it was, it's interesting that it's no longer that I don't get those little butterflies when I think about certain things with, with alcohol or if I see it, I went to a, a concert specifically in, in Athens that I know I probably would have been partaking. I just want to challenge myself to know that I can be, you know, well, basically put myself in uncomfortable situations that, you know, knowing that I can overcome that. And I did, that was good. Cause you want to know that you can still have a good time without it. And everything on that trip, I went to Jordan, um, Petra, the Dead Sea, and then uh, Santorini in Italy, just to see these beautiful ruins and these sacred places all around. That's, that's really my new, my new thing that I want to spend, uh, you know, my vacations. You know, I want to learn as much as I can, absorb as, as much as I can from the different cultures all around the world. That's, that's just basically what my new thing is in this uh, chapter of sobriety for me. Just learning as much as I can about just ancient civilization. Because it just I strongly believe that just in doing that and paying respects to past, you know, the higher power, my, my higher power, but also just the gods that have just created so much for us. Um, it, number one, it's extremely, extremely uh, interested in it. But I mean, just uh, the gifts and just the signs and the shifting and the the natural elements that are starting to like callous in me and against uh, using and, or, you know, temptation and having just that past. I can look back at that now. Interesting. Like it was just six months ago, you know, but it's, I am so grateful just to be able to come out on the other side, you know, and experience something that I was like, man, I thought I'd be giving something up do you know how beautiful every day is without that? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're yeah. waking up on vacations <laughs> so yeah. sober and then fired up to go on a, a hike and see things that really overwhelm me spirit. Like uh goose, like I'm getting chills right now. Definitely not cool. Like that feeling that sticks with you. And then you, you're able to just stack those and, and just carry with you forever. And 
just mold you into who you are. That just, it, even just saying that, um, uh, it's just, so it makes my travels so much more fulfilling, makes my relationships that I make on the, on my travels just so much more powerful and real. Um, I just, I'm so glad to be where I'm at now. And I have to tell you, man, you were a big inspiration the entire time. I couldn't, I remember having, you know, shooting that first podcast with you just going, man, this guy, how does he do it? You know what I mean? At sobriety. How, how do these people do it? <laughs> I, know. Well, I remember you came over one day when I was living in the apartment in Miracle Mile. And I don't know if you came over to talk about addiction, but I, I do remember having a talk with you and just sharing some of my story. And, uh, and if I recall right, I think at that point you were like, well, I've got, you know, had some issues with it here and there, but I'm, I'm able to manage it and kind of recreationally party here and there, but I have it under control, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, hats off to you, man. I, I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> you know? but, but I remember that. And I remember thinking, ah, if, he, if he really has the gene, you know, eventually... You know, I don't want to wish this upon anyone, but just based on my experience, eventually it might catch up to them, you know? Um, so yeah, it was interesting to see all those years later, you know, it's like some of us are just wired that way and we just, we can't dabble. Eventually the dabbling becomes a full-time job and then yeah. it just eclipses everything else in your life. It's, it's a tragic thing. So congratulations on making it out. You talked about, um, and I want to get into some other stuff, but this is just such a yeah. close to my heart topic you know so i appreciate your your vulnerability you know it's, absolutely i don't think anyone really enjoys being transparent about their struggles but it, it does help other people you mm-hmm. know? there's gonna be someone listening to this that's like damn i think i'm an alcoholic <laughs> and they're gonna maybe do something about it and be free like you and me it's incredible there's no high like reality reality is so fucking interesting you don't need anything to make life more fun. It's like, dude, to be present mm-hmm. is a wild ass ride. Yeah. You know, the more That's present a really we can good point. be. Um, but you mentioned, you know, you're running this company. It's your, it's your first company. You have all these teams, this responsibility, the stress, the grind. I think many people look from the outside at an entrepreneur and think, oh, they have it made. They don't have a boss. They have their own company. They're making all this money it's very stressful to uh, to run a company, especially if, if you're new at it and you're an innovator like you are. Aside from that stress though, in like day-to-day life, have you uncovered any, you know, deeper layers of trauma from when you were a kid or just things that would be helped by therapy or plant medicine ceremonies or, or anything like have things come to the surface that were more than just like day-to-day life stress that you feel like you have addressed or want to address in terms of just expanding who you are? I mean, I, experimenting with plant medicine and, and definitely sitting with ayahuasca, but, but like doing it, I'd like to go to Peru. I think Aubrey Marcus uh, mentioned a, a couple people that I'd like to look into. I, I want to do it overseas and just get that full experience. Uh, you know, it's, uh, experimented with psilocybin and DMT. That was great just to see a different dimension and what's next and just the beauty of it and how I felt the love that was, that is inside of me and to see it's how real it is. And it was just the most um, impactful ceremony and experience, you know, in like compared to combo and 
other things that I've done, um, DMT specifically was pretty, pretty impactful. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because, uh, I didn't at that point when I had, uh, tried it, I think, I, yeah, I mean, I, sobriety wasn't even, you know, a, a flicker of anything in the future, but, um, it definitely did open me up into just a spirituality and what's out there that just the, I'm so interested in just the higher powers and the, and the cosmos and just everything that's going on, um, energetically that's become a, a very big passion of mine. But I mean, as far as, um, yeah, just getting into like finding out more about myself from past traumas. I mean, I've done a lot of neurofeedback brain training. I don't know. It may be there and I'm, going to continue to uh you know I would, you know therapy is a luxury i would love to you know continue to to see somebody weekly but um as far as yeah past trauma i just really feel like alcohol was the main thing that just just didn't agree with my yeah. you know biology yeah yeah i asked that because uh it's common that people have some underlying hurt that led to them drinking and using in excess. Mm -hmm. But I also have known many people that had great family, great childhood. They weren't abused. They weren't molested. Like, mm -hmm. it's more rare, you know, yeah. I find, because I know a lot of sober people. But I'm always, I'm always tripped out when I meet someone who's like, no, I had a really great life. It's just when I start drinking, I can't stop. That's, you know, it's like, that's what it is. You know, it's trippy. It's a, a bit more rare that that's the case, but I, I do know people like that. I've met mm -hmm. many people like that, you know, that are like, I, I'm actually a pretty happy person. I've got a great family. It's just that devil juice, man. If I get into it, it takes over, you know? So anyway. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. get into, you know, and thanks again for sharing that. And uh, when you first came on the show, and we'll link to that again at lukestory.com slash Andy for those that want to hear the, the long version of the story. But I want to get into your expertise of skincare and all the shit that you know about taking care of our largest organ. But just maybe in a very brief way, share what you went through when you got hit by a couple SUVs and just got gnarled, you know, just to give people some context for where your passion for skincare originated from. A common request from Lifestylist listeners is a breakdown of my top five non-negotiable supplements. After a couple decades of research, I'd have to say that vitamin K2 easily makes that list. Nearly every American adult has insufficient levels of vitamin K2. It's simply not available in the modern Western diet. Why does this matter? Well, a K2 deficiency can cause major issues, including coronary artery disease, heart disease, bone spurs, kidney stones and liver stones, plaque in your heart vessels, and even major cardiac events. In 1990, the Rotterdam study looked at people from eastern Japan who consumed high amounts of K2. More than 8,400 participants were given 50 micrograms of natural K2 on a daily basis for more than 10 years, and the results were insane. Participants of the study showed a 50% decrease in cardiovascular events and mortality, a 25% decrease in all-cause mortality, and finally a 25% increased rate of living longer and healthier. It's crazy what they found in this study. 
So now you can see why I'm into taking K2 every single day of my life. And my favorite source is from a company called Just Thrive. Their vitamin K2 is the only product on the market with 320 micrograms of pharmaceutical grade K2-7, which is the optimal daily amount. This is the K2 I use and trust because it's microbiologist formulated and clinically tested and supports healthy heart, circulation, brain, bones, and nerves, and even encourages healthy blood sugar levels. So for exceptional gut and immune health, there's nothing like Just Thrive. And right now you can get 15% off everything Just Thrive carries when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use the code LUKE15 at checkout. That's justthrivehealth.com and the code is LUKE15. Yeah, so I was in the entertainment industry. um, So I, I had... This, and I was into skincare, but I kind of hit it. So every Sunday night, I had this pre-existing clay mask. I think it was Rasul, Bentonite, uh, Kelp, and Vitamin C at that point. And I would just run in, mix this little mask every Sunday night before my week of auditions as an actor. Um, well, crossing the street, March 20, 2011, I was hit by a westbound heading vehicle, hit in the eastbound lane, run over by a Tundra, and uh, woke up in a Cedar sinai ICU bed um, with a compound fracture of my jaw, seven broken ribs, just unrecognizable. But I knew that when I got back home, I had that clay mask, my jaw was wired shut, teeth gone. I just needed to build my system back internally. Um, so I met with several different Chinese herbalists, George Lamaru from Ching Herbs. Um, I met with a couple people at uh, Dragon Herbs, uh, Crosby Ware, Sage Dammers, Truth Calkins, uh, helped me put together this like this tonic that had uh, medicinal mushrooms, chaga reishi, some Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine herbs. A lot of those um, things that I was taking to build my system back internally and build my blood back, reduce the inflammation, just to get my my zest back because I was just in a fog from the antibiotics. A lot of those things I would experiment topically into the mass that I was uh, using just to reduce swelling, exfoliation, and um, kind of heal the abrasions that I had all over. But some of those ingredients that I was taking internally, I would add to the mask, pearl powder, ginseng, colostrum. Um, I think that's, those, that's it. But I was tinkering away with the formula, which is now the clay mask, by using some of the ingredients that I was ingesting ah, internally. Okay. Yeah, a lot of things didn't work. It basically came down to particle size and also just testing and, and you yeah. know, on myself, using myself as a big, my biggest science experiment, basically. But yeah, that's I had been into it. You know, I, I just wanted to look like my pictures. So for auditions, you know, being fresh for the uh, the audition, I just there was something about that that mass that I looked forward to doing. Um, but back then, you know, just being an ex athlete and a guy, you know, you kind of kept I kept it to myself. But um, that was my pretty much where after the accident, that's where everything really started, you know, to uh, speed up because I was seeing results, not only from the mask, but the different things that I was experimenting with topically after the mask. And that's really where I just kind of just went, look, this is my thing, but I didn't know it was going to be my thing until, you know, after the podcast with Dave in 2014, but those few years, you know, in recovery, driving to different homes, people I didn't know, mixing up a clay mask, explaining why I'm putting apple cider vinegar in instead of water. And uh, just going around that little journey, it was fun for me because I was recovering. I was seeing people that wanted to try my my little 
clay mask and and just getting back but also just getting back you know to what i wanted to do as an actor was great and then uh a troubleshooter dave's email and got on his podcast very long story made short and uh just the response after that was what created Alatur. A few months later, after that first podcast, we had uh, the Alatur clay mask on his bulletproof site, and for a year, and then just basically just keeping that same attention to detail, purity of ingredients, but going creatively, adding an element to that, and not just using the same oils that really, you know, is, are very common, commonly used. For the most part, because they're good, but find similar characteristics of those good oils. But you find something that nobody's found before, you know? That's what I really, I mean, I was just in Greece. I found oxidized copper in the mountain, okay? I was on a little tour. I, you know, there's a little bit of a language barrier. And I'm, they're pointing out these different layers of sandstone, um, lime, limestone, this red rock, which is iron content. And they point out this oxidized copper. And I'd never heard of that before. Long story made short. I, I think I'm going to mine that, ultraventilate it, get that down to an ingredient, combine that into the dry dead sea powder. I mean, this is just, take it a different, you know, level with every, you know, part of your you know, component of your products. Like if you had that level of creativity, it takes a lot longer. And if you had, you know, a board and a time to get things out, timeline to get things out and profit margins and, I don't have any of that. And so like, you can appreciate this being a musician. It is like making an album, man. You know, a lot of things that got cut on that, you know, the U2, Soundgarden, Coldplay, Floor. Some of those songs are heat seekers that never yeah. made it. Yeah. And I just, that's how, man, I just, there's nothing better than releasing a product and looking at that ingredient deck and going, dude. Yeah. And just why, I mean, I like looking at people when they look at the ingredient deck. It's just, um, yeah, it takes a lot. It, it really is just, it, I'm looking right at what I was put on this planet to do, or at least one of them. Yeah. And that's for me. I never thought that I thought I'd be an athlete, maybe, maybe an actor or whatever, but, uh, man, I am right where I'm supposed to. Be. I think that's one of the things that I find interesting about you is you're, you know, you're like a sporty athletic dude. <laughs> you're a bro, you're a bro, you know, you're a dude, you're a dude's dude. And like, you're really into skincare, you know, it's just... <laughs> I've always thought that's funny, but it's, but it's cool though, because I think about it from not so much like the vanity and aesthetics part of it, but just the fact that our skin is our largest organ, right? And you know, you hear that like thrown around a lot, but that's huge. That says mm -hmm. a lot. And I remember when I first found you and your stuff and started experimenting with, I mean, you were making shit in your garage when I'd get your products. They wouldn't even have a label sometimes. <laughs> like, Try this thing. And I'm going... This dude's basically, which you just kind of explained, he's taking like all the best stuff I would drink in a smoothie and putting it in on the skin. You know, there's other companies that, yeah, they use like emu oil or, the, you know, they have like mm -hmm. kind of just standardized blends of stuff. And some of them are, are great. But like I noticed from the beginning, you were so obsessive about the quality and kind of the... Um, the rarity, mm -hmm. you know, anyone, you could just put regular bentonite clay and you're putting the red clay, you know, it's like everything mm -hmm. you were doing and then putting it in the Myron glass. And I remember actually back in LA, I had a source for that. I don't know if you ended up using them, but I think yeah. I turned you on to a guy who makes it or sells it or something. Cause I'm like, dude, you're making this stuff and you don't want to use preservatives. 
So you use the glass as a preservative. So all the, all this like extra mile stuff that you were doing, I think is what got my attention because honestly, you wouldn't have to do that to still make a product that could make you money. Mm-hmm. You could probably make more money if you didn't put these exotic ingredients in there because oh, they're hella sure. expensive. And I'm sure the timelines on production are longer because you're sourcing all these rare things. So that's kind of what turned me on to your whole methodology is I'm just going, this dude is just going next level because he has to, he can't resist making stuff as good as it can possibly be. Yeah. And then when I started using it, I got really spoiled. And now it's like, like I'm out of the gold serum. This is my little collection here for those that are watching uh, the video. And I'm out of the gold serum, which I really love. I'm out of it because I use it so much. But this one here, the night cream, mm-hmm. I wish you could transmit a smell <laughs> through a microphone. Dude, but I, I put this on every night. Mostly just I want to conserve it. So I just put it kind of around my eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always want to eat it. And I realized <laughs> I probably could actually just take a scoop of this and eat it. And I think that's, you know, a really important thing for people to understand and we can go more deeply into this is that like when we put something on our body we're instantaneously putting it in our body mm-hmm. i think that's a, a disconnect for people so maybe speak to some of the things that we humans put on our bodies that we probably don't want in our bloodstream like what are some of the the nastiest stuff that's kind of in commercial skincare products yeah, that you wanted to avoid Right. Um, see, fragrance. I mean, there's a study that women leave the house with over 160 chemicals daily between. I mean, when you think about it, hairspray, makeup, lipstick, who knows about the shampoo and conditioner they're using that close to the brain, rubbing that into your scalp daily. Like it just right. gives me little anxiety. Like hair dye back. and oh, straightener yeah. and bleach and all that stuff. It becomes a part of you though. Like what you put on top of your skin, 63% of that gets into like your resp- respiratory biology um, gets into your bloodstream. I mean, so you, you want to make sure that the ingredients that you're putting into and on top of your skin are as food great or as close to mother nature as possible. Like it's like, it does take longer and sure there are sh- cheaper shortcuts that may have a speck of, you know, some type of plant derived formula and still be echo cert approved. It's just, I really, I mean, it's, it's going back to just the, the, ancient time-tested elements that, I mean, you look at the ancient Egyptian magic. That, I think, was my first follow-up. To, I used to use like Aztec healing clay, I think, uh, when I was 21. But I think my secondary product to that was this ancient Egyptian magic. I'm not sure if I read about it in a magazine, but seriously, back then, I even just looked. It was like propolis, extra virgin olive oil, beeswax, and I think pollen in royal jelly. And, but just such a simple formula. That product's still there. That company's still there. And it's, the formula is amazing. But it's interesting how seriously, without even looking, I forgot about this until recently, until I went back to Egypt last year. Uh, but the consistency of that product and my, my night cream are similar and the ingredients are similar. I just wonder if it was feeding me from like my, my elements, like the knowledge from when I was growing up and actually using it and getting into that. My point being is, Ancient time-tested remedies are what I want to bring back into the products, not just cutting-edge, new-age stuff that's been in a lab. I, I really want to go back and bring some of that ancient civilization, time-tested alchemy into my products as much as possible. There are new, like we have, you know, plant-derived vitamin A, which we source from France in the gold serum. And 
that even that though, that's back to the natural element. You know, it's just it's an organic alfalfa derived product rather than retinol. As you know, so like retinol is very popular now and it's undeniably effective, but it has harsh, you know, sun sensitivity. Um, side effects and can be really irritating to the skin. I mean, I just really feel like taking it back um, to where, you know, to the beginning, to the purest forms. And then uh, I, I just feel like there's, uh, my skin responds best to that. I have very reactive skin and just with chemicals year over year from what, the time I was 21, removing those chemicals and getting to towards something natural obviously the knowledge increased because I was seeing results, better results with, with the products that were more expensive, sure, rather than the Neutrogena, Clean and Clear, Noxema, all of that, Dove. Um, you know, I was seeing better results and just collectively I, I felt better. You're not doing any damage to your endocrine system without the harsh fillers. You know, you'll see products with four or five different kinds of alcohols, artificial colors in there, fragrance, harsh preservatives, several forms of harsh preservatives. And then you're just rubbing that into, you know, your largest organ daily over time. I mean, that absolutely, I mean, in theory, I feel like is accelerating aging and also accelerating the, the aging of your skin. I mean, when you go outside, I a lot of this, not a lot, well, I mean, some of this is theory. I mean, just going outside with, face full of makeup, having the sun bake that in or having the sun bake in some SPF 50 with a, you know, a littered ingredient deck list of 30 to 40 government recognized carcinogens, but it has SPF 50, but you're putting it on and the sun just baking that in. I just, looking back, I just, I wonder if that's a cause for certain, you know, illnesses as opposed to, I just, I know there are people that have that are very sensitive to the sun and very susceptible to sun, uh, sun cancer and skin cancer, and I'm very respectful of that. It's I'm curious to figure out if that played, you know, if that's a culprit of it. It just feels like, it, you know, but it's all in theory to me. I wish somebody would do a study on that, just with all these SPF, you know, loaded. 40, 50, you know, sunscreen, and then you're going out and baking it in. <laughs> the, yeah, the sun protection thing. I get messages from people sometimes like, oh, I have fair skin. I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's healthy to get burned, but my recommendation is wear a hat, <laughs> wear clothes, you know. Mm -hmm. And also, what's interesting about skin sensitivity is this fact that you can build a solar callus, you know, from actually getting sunlight in your eyes, sun gazing and things like that. I mean, there's, there's a lot you can do internally before even considering that your exposure in the outside environment, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I never get sunburn. I, have, I guess I have inherently kind of Italian olive skin, but I mean, I haven't been sunburned since maybe like the early 2000s in uh, Brazil. Because I was like, oh, I don't get sunburn. And I went on the beach for a few hours in Rio and I had all these blisters all over me. It's like the equator doesn't play. You know, <laughs> so I learned, oh, okay, maybe in LA I'm fine. I can lay naked in the sun all day long. But, you know, I'm always an advocate for safe sun exposure. But I think that the excess use of these sunscreens is causing a lot of problems too because you're, you're blocking out a portion of the UV light. I forget if it's the A or B or whatever it is, but it's basically like you can get a really weird sunburn from sitting in the sun behind a window, right? Because you're not getting the full spectrum of the mm -hmm. UV. 
Um, that happened to me actually uh, at that house in, in the Hollywood Hills because I had this big window and I'd like, oh, I want to get my morning sun. So I started to just sit in front of that and meditate and I would get this weird, not a sunburn, but just this weird red skin, I guess kind of a sunburn. And then I learned that, that it's not great to be in direct sunlight behind a window. And then I thought, oh, that's what sunscreen does. And there's so much shit that we do that's just backwards it's in opposition to nature. Right. You know? So yeah. if there's things we can, you know, eat, if we can acclimate our eyes to natural light, there's a lot we can do, I think, to build the resilience. Right. Um, what about... Um, in harmony. Yeah, yeah. What about people that suffer from acne? I you know you mentioned retinol as a common ingredient. I know people that have been really harmed by taking Accutane. Mm -hmm. I remember my little brother took that when he was a teenager. It really messed him up. And and I remember also, uh, I'm going to embarrass my brother Cody, but he, you know, he had like teenage acne and he'd be washing his face constantly with these harsh cleansers. Mm -hmm. And even back then, I remember thinking, I think you're, if your face has oil, it's supposed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he'd just be drying out his skin. And I, I guess it helped his acne. But what about... What about the issue of acne and how much of that has to do with the external of our skin versus things like hormones, different foods we're eating and things like that? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have really clear skin, but I know many people struggle with blemishes and things. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, and I did too. And it was, for me, it was a combination of hormones racing. I was 18, 19, but also diet. You know, I was, I was trying to gain weight. I was an athlete at the time and I was just focused on protein, fat, calories, right? Definitely not into uh, ingredients. I just wanted to put on weight, but my back broke out. I, was, I would get like little cystic sores around my face, which is just an annoying form of, of acne because it never comes to a point where you can remove it. It sticks around for a few days and it's just a, like a mosquito bite. And so I, that's really what, was a catalyst in switching up my products and eating better, becoming more familiar with my ingredients. Uh, I, was on a, I remember meeting with this, like, uh, I, got, I bought my first uh, Flora, Flora, F-L-O-R-A, Aquia Sili Silico Horsetail Extract because I was just, I met with this Chinese herbalist in Berkeley, 18, 19 years old, and I was just trying to figure out how to, you know, because I was changing in front of my locker room, like, could, didn't want anybody to see my, my back. And, um, but that, that was just the attention to what I was putting into and onto my body became very, it just became a very big interest of mine. And, um, but it was because I, I just feel like, like you mentioned, the, the hormones, I was growing into my body. I was disrupting it with bad, poor nutrition. And, uh, but I would say mostly, and also using products that were just counterproductive to having clear skin. Like you said, it was just all drying out the skin and just, foaming agent, sodium lowered sulfate was a huge culprit of that. Um, but to, and then harsh preservatives and fragrance just led to like this disaster of a meal for my skin that was only increasing the problem and the issue. But yeah, I, I just, I mean, the thing is you can just get, that's why I just wanted to, you know, with our surfactants, have it be beneficial, not just like um, something similar to sodium lowered sulfate, like for instance, our cleanser using colloidal silver to eat up bacteria and then like a nice emulsion of clays and pearl powder and marshmallow mushroom just to, to heal the skin and then, and then eat up any bacteria if it's there, but just adding oils, kind of like an oil painter cleaning the, the brushes. You need a little bit of oil to, you know, 
cleanse some of the, the brushes. And so we have some of those oils to just act as a mild surfactant naturally, clean, cleaning your face of oil and dirt and then eating up bacteria with the colloidal silver. You can really keep it bait, not basic, but like you said, just you know, in, back to as close to nature as possible without using the, the lab-made chemicals that are just so harsh on the skin. And I would say a big, um, you know, just a cause of the irritation, the acne, and then, you know, endocrine disruptors, your hormones already racing from that. And now you're having to take a, a pill internally with Accutane. That's just, I mean, I've heard nightmare stories about just the, the harsh uh, side effects, depression, things like that, that it can lead to. And my friend, one of my former employees, actually, he's like, man, you're depressed without with acne or you're depressed with you know the accutane he's like it's he's like you know which one would you rather have and i was like man that's a tough tough position to be in and so yeah man i mean it's just it's that's i just think really gentle you know a, a good balanced diet but hormones with can be very tough but um just just staying active um, getting good sunlight and then using clean products and then kind of, you know, if you're going to grow, you know, growing into your body, you're going to have some elements of the hormonal, maybe, you know, your body's, you know, reaction to growing into where it's going to be in, you know, the, um, pubescent stages of our lives. But, um, yeah, I mean, just making sure that we're putting, you know, clean products into and onto our body, I think helps mitigate, you know, all of the side effects and, uh, things that can happen with, um, you know, just low hormones racing and then just putting a Band-Aid on that with a pill or just some drying out of your skin daily and then having to add this other moisturizer. They're all littered with chemicals. And so I just, you know, really like to find a a cleaner, more, uh, cleaner, cleaner formulas closer to nature, but also dynamic too. Plants are amazing. I mean, there's just so much out there with so many uh, just different remedies. And that's what's fun hearing, and you know, in my travels from different cultures and what they use and, um, you know, just kind of taking that back and my little alchemy when I decide to make a new product. It's just absorbing what other people do, taking what I want, leave the rest, experimenting on myself, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. If it works, maybe try it on some other people, seeing if they're seeing the same, feeling the same thing that I am. And, uh, taking it from there but yeah it's a it's a, it's a fun fun process of creation it's artistry yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's take a minute here as i would love to share my latest discovery with you lifestylist listeners as soon as i tried this product i became instantly obsessed and it's now officially a non-negotiable ingredient in my morning smoothie and sometimes even coffee First time I tried it, I felt focused, uh, my mind was clear, and it continues to improve my mental performance on the daily. I actually had some in my smoothie this morning and will likely do another scoop in some water for my afternoon work block to keep this brain pumping. You're probably hip to the superpowers of mushroom extracts and collagen protein. Well, the product I'm talking about here contains the most hyper-concentrated forms of four of the best brain-boosting mushrooms, so that's lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, and reishi, plus collagen protein and Peruvian cacao. This magic in a jar, my friends, is called Collagenius, 
And I love that it turns your brain on without any jitters or crash whatsoever. It's super clean brain energy. So if you're getting beat down with the old brain fog, have difficulty focusing, and want to repair your brain in the most natural way, you definitely want to check this stuff out. Here's what you do. Go to newtopia.com slash lukegenius and use the code luke10 at checkout and save 10%. That's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A, newtopia.com slash lukegenius. And check this out. Newtopia, the company that makes College Genius, is so confident that you'll love this product that they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. So uh, there's no risk for you here to check this out. Again, your link is newtopia.com slash lukegenius and the code is luke10. Do it now, you guys. Your brain will thank you. So as you're traveling around looking at these uh, different cultures around the world, what is the most exotic or weird skin ingredient you found? Mm, all right. Well, it's a potential, but it's, uh, it's going to be tough to extract. There's this tree in Belize that is horned, had these points that came out. Well, underneath that is like, well, you rip that bark off. There's another layer to the tree, which apparently has SPF and properties in it uh, to, uh, you know, just kind of heal your, or well, prevent sun damage. Um, and that's known in, in San Pedro. And I'm, they also have these like little coquitos. Uh, they're like little mini coconuts you can crack open, scoop, just like full on coconuts, but they're like this big. That was interesting. I was, that was back when I went there when MCT was so hot. And I was like, well, maybe I could, Get a ton of those. Who knows? Maybe it'd be uh, more potent in the medium chain triglyceride fat. But I um, let's see what else. I want to get Petra Red Rock into one of my masks as well. I think it'd be amazing to have Petra Red Rock, Dead Sea, dry Dead Sea mud, copper, oxidized copper. Tie that in somehow um, with an ingredient that I met uh, either in Italy or. I want to make a product called uh, Blue, Alatura Blue, and have an ingredient from each blue zone. Petra oh, is cool. one. Yeah, an ingredient from uh, each blue zone um, in an effort to just kind of, you know, for skin longevity. So that's next. But um, I would, yeah, I definitely want to get a comp- just an ingredient from uh, those areas. And I have, so I actually, I, I, when I went there, I went to the biggest, uh, Dead Sea skincare manufacturer, just walked in, had a jar of my clay mask, showed on my website and kind of just, you know, uh, there's a little bit of a language barrier, but yeah, we we're working together now. And they they designed a couple cool tables for me too, that they had there showing off their products. And it was just a really cool experience working with, with them. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be making a, a body scrub, and uh, a, li- a pre-made clay mask with those ingredients. It's a little far out, but it's just cool that, that the traveling um, inspired of, that. Speaking of Alatura Blue, have you ever thought about uh, putting methylene blue in I, any of your products? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I almost added it to the gold serum um, when I was making it. I took it out just because I, yeah, I just wasn't ready to put it in yet. But I mean, man, that was what, 2016, 17. And it's only increased as far as just the interest. I take it almost daily, a little tincture in the back. 
But as far and I put it in my clay mask, but as far in sometimes I'll roll it into the skin. I'll combine a little bit of that with the gold oh, serum really? and then roll it into the skin. With the uh what's it called? A the derma roller. Derma roller, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's interesting. I definitely feel some some activity there. I'll take some some like NAD from my peptides, squirt it in there, just rub it around the gold serum, a little methylene blue, and then roll that into the skin. Wow, that's a cool idea. That's a game changer for sure, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah the methylene the- blue is just interesting because it's so photoreactive. You know, if you get in the sunlight with methylene blue or under red light, it potentiates the effect of it. So that's why I'm always like, huh, there's got to be a way to get it into your skin and scalp and you know there's something to that but i like i like the derma roller idea yeah uh what's what's the deal with um i i I haven't used a derma roller a lot on my skin but i know that's something that you're into would you explain to people what the benefits are of derma rolling and you know how it helps rejuvenate the collagen in your skin and all that yeah yeah so uh microneedling is huge we have 0.25 uh, 0.5 and one millimeter lengths of these t- micro titanium needles that you just roll across your face, effectively opening up the epidermis, the first layer of your skin, and then letting the ingredients that you put on afterwards sink in that much further, effectively just maximizing the benefits of the products, sinking in that much deeper past the initial layer of the skin uh, with good, clean titanium needles. I mean, there are plastic derma rollers out there. Uh, stainless steel, I guess, isn't that bad, but just making sure that you're cleaning it, it well in between use. I, I do it one to three times a week. Did it today. It just, it's so invigorating. Also, what it what it does, it it signals to your skin to repair itself effectively, kind of like creating a thicker collagen layer over time, creating these tiny little micro tears. You know, I mean, sometimes if you depend on how hard you roll it, you'll get like little pokes of blood and some, you know, those vampire facials are becoming yeah super popular now. But I mean, this is something that you can do by just using the control of your own hand. And for a fraction of the cost, out of the comfort of your own home, just a couple times a week. To see. Some people are for it, some people aren't. I love it. Personally. I got to get on it. I think you guys sent me one of the uh, the rollers, and I I was looking for my little collection of your products, and I I couldn't find it. So I don't know what I did with it, but I've I've done it on my scalp when I've tried to like regrow my hair. Yeah, I've done the microneedling and put serums in there and red light and shit, and I just never can keep up with it. But mm-hmm. um, but I do like like your face mask has this um, which is this thing right here, the clay mask. I better be careful opening. I'm going to get all over the furniture. Uh, But this has like a cool effect because it has this tingly feeling to it, you know, which maybe you can speak to what it's doing. I'm admittedly a bit lazy with the clay mask. It's like I do it and go, oh my God, I should do this all the time because it feels amazing. Your skin looks and feels great afterward. But yeah, I just... I tend to just put the oils and the night cream on because mm-hmm. it's just faster. But yeah. what about microneedling, then doing a mask? What's, oh, game is that changer. A, is that a good move? Yeah, that's that's the move right there, especially if you do methylene blue because you're going to want to pull off all that, but it, which it does. Um, yeah, the clay mask is, is special. It's a blend of four clays, Rasul, Kaolin, uh, Green Desert Clay, and French Eyelight Clay. We, uh, we have a 10% ascorbic acid, which is a high-potency form of vitamin C. That's probably where you get that little tingling and the uh, okay. bubbling from. Yeah. kind of foams up a little bit. That wasn't intentional. It's just part of it. Um, freshwater pearl powder, American ginseng, first four-hour milking grass-fed colostrum, um, and organic kelp powder. 
So, I mean, a lot of these things. So yeah. you could legit just drink it. <laughs> put make a, make a drink of that. I mean, right? I've done it. I've done it sometimes when you're a little depleted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. It's. I mean, with the exception of maybe uh, the Rasul clay or kaolin clay, but kaolin clay's in toothpaste. Like, right. it's yeah. So what what you you mix it up. Um, I like apple cider vinegar because it has a mother um, enzyme in it that kind of blends with the bentonite. helps just um, maintain the electromagnetic properties, which help remove heavy metals. Um, and uh, it just has a really good, the particle size makes sense because I was pretty finicky with sourcing the, the clays. So I, I didn't know this. I just, it was a total, just a feel thing. You know what I mean? It's not like I've went through and micro, uh, tested it, but what, well, I, I mean, testing the properties of it, but, uh, just in sourcing the, the clays and, um, it, that was important just to have it sit and have it blend perfectly. The emulsion is, it sits on the face a lot different than any other clay mass. And I've, I've seen it also just the, the components of it. it. You're really drawing out so much while reintroducing a lot of good minerals, trace minerals, and um, just nutrition that your skin and body needs just internally, but also just topically with subtly exfoliating over time with sunspots and acne scars and just rejuvenating the skin. If it's once a week that you're doing it, if you're taking a couple of days off and doing it a few times a week, I mean, it's just a like a professional squawk spa quality facial from the comfort of your own home. I mean, you can kind of add just different essential oils to make it a little bit of an aromatherapy experience as well. I got to get back on it. All right, yeah. You inspired. Every time I interview someone and they remind me of something, I'm like, all right, I do a lot of shit. I go through phases of having discipline to do certain things, mm -hmm. but that's one I think would really help me. Plus I'm no spring chicken, you know, so I want to salvage what, <laughs> what looks I have as long as I can, you know. Yeah, I'll just... be 53 this year, dude. Sometimes I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, oh shit, you're the old guy, you know? Like, why did that happen? Not at all, dude. No, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really too caught up in vanity, but, you know, no one's mad at looking in the mirror and going, shit, I'm doing all right, you know? Yeah. So you think about these things a little more, I think, as you get older. Uh, sure. Have you thought about doing any uh, bath products, like a bath ball or something? I thought of that because there was, back in the day, I was really into these medicinal baths and I'd put like a shit ton of calcium bentonite clay and different things in the bath to yeah. kind of uh, adsorb toxins and, and things like that. And as you talk about the clay mask, I'm like, man, it'd be dope to do it to your whole body. Right. Have you ever thought about that? I have thought like about that? that. And I thought about it just recently because Matt Blackburn did a podcast on his amino acid bath. Oh, right. And now I'm right. like, all right. So now maybe that's another thing because I've been fascinated with it. I had a friend, like like you said, I, that used to do like these uh, charcoal baths and bentonite baths. And I was like, man, that's going to be expensive if I ever did the clay mask with that. Right. No, but you're right though. If you just isolated it, made little cubes and then really made them, you know, concentrated with impactful ingredients. Yeah, that, that could be huge. Um, yeah. I thought about too, just since most of us are taking baths in, in tap water, mm -hmm. I think one of my, and I don't know if there's any scientific basis to this reality, but I always felt like if I was putting some, a little bit of charcoal or some clay in the bath that it was helping to absorb some of the chlorine and toxins and stuff in oh, that's there. that's a good point. You know, and, and again, I don't know if that's true. It's just, it was a mental thing where I'm like, God, baths are really good for you, but in LA tap water, who knows? You I know. know. 
we just, I'll, sh I'll show you when we're done recording, we're just in the process of having this whole house uh, Ophora water system put in here. I'm just so excited to finally be able to like take a bath and clean water, take a shower and clean water. Like I've never had that in my whole life. Wow. And I've had shower filters and you know, I do what I can, but baths specifically, I mean, you can smell the chlorine and shit. It's just like there's fluoride and all kinds of nasty stuff in there. I remember you years ago telling me about the, because I was, I would go into the Equinox steam room and uh, oh, dude, your, dude, your, oh. your explanation is steam rooms. Dude, I don't think I've been back. I think I've gone like once in 10 years. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, some gyms, and this is probably true of Equinox since they're kind of a higher end gym. Some gyms do filter the water before it goes to steam. But I started noticing that because I'd go to like 24 hour fitness and go in the steam room. And after you're living a, a kind of chemical free life for a long time, you really smell stuff, you know, like I'm sure yeah. if you put on some crappy mm -hmm. cologne or some skin product that has a lot of fragrance in it, it's oh, like, oh, yeah. it's overwhelming because totally. you're, you're not used to it, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd walk in the steam room and just be like, this is like literally a gas chamber, you know? Because <laughs> the crazy, and this is true of hot showers too in like city water, not to freak people out, but... It's one thing when you mix chemicals together in solution in water, right? Mm -hmm. There's different um, byproducts that are formed by mixing chemicals. It's like alchemy, right? Toxic alchemy. But when you turn them into steam, a lot of chemicals become other chemicals. And when you mix <laughs> the steams together of the chemicals, there's further chemicals still. So yeah, steam rooms for me. But then I, I, I went to, it might have even been an Equinox. I remember going to one gym being like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but do you guys happen to filter the water for the steam rooms? They're like, yep, absolutely. We have a whole system. Yeah, it was in LA. I forget what gym it was. And I was like, oh, cool. It might have even been Equinox on Wilshire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A girlfriend at the time, I think, had a membership there. And I had a guest pass for one day. And I was like, we'll see what's up. And they, <laughs> I was impressed. But it's definitely something to, you know, to consider if, yeah. you're, if you're a health-minded person and you're doing things to support your health, it steam's great, but maybe not if your whole, your pores are all opening up, your lungs are open and you're breathing that shit in for half an hour or whatever. Probably yeah. not awesome. Uh, I want to let people know before I forget, you guys have given us a 20% discount on yes. the Alatura products. So if you guys go to lukestory.com slash Alatura, that's A-L-I-T-U-R-A, lukestory.com slash Alatura, and the code is the name of the show, Lifestylist, and that's going to get you 20% off. Uh, I want to go into a couple of the ingredients because, as I said earlier, I'm just a nut I, like you about just obsessively wanting the highest quality of everything possible. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that you put colostrum in, in some of your products, mm -hmm. and I eat a lot of colostrum. Until I met you, I never thought of putting it on the skin. What's the logic behind that? so healing like it just um that was one of those things uh, yeah ivan etchevich gave me a jar of i think it was i don't know if daniel vitalis's colostrum because he was literally one of the first people to even mention it daniel vitalis and um i was taking that in my smoothie extremely expensive but i just you know thought it was really good for just building my system back internally. But I mean, it's just, it's extremely, it's, it's the first mother's milk to the calf. What all the calves are filled, we get, we are fed before, um, we get the surplus, we concentrate that, uh, put it into a powder, make it into a powder. And, um, it's just, it's really good for, um, repairing, healing the skin, 
post-exfoliation, introducing minerals to the skin. It has an IGF-1 growth factor component to it, which oh, I yeah, feel like right, right. Um, during the cell turnover process, just in combination with the vitamin C and the different trace minerals and the silica from the clays, just helps develop a healthier uh, collagen synthesis over time. I feel I can replenish that area combined with all the blood flow to the surface. I mean, you're just really incorporating a lot of rich, healthy ingredients into back into the skin as well as removing a lot of impurities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, colostrum is one of those things where it was just, I trusted the process that if it was so good internally, then I was start experimenting with it. I would make little paste with uh, beeswax, cacao butter, and that, that it's actually in our night cream too. Yeah, I mean, that's how it started. This stuff has a cacao yeah. in it? Oh, that? A colostrum. Oh, okay, cacao. it has colostrum. A cacao butter, excuse me, yeah. It has cacao butter, yeah, because yeah. I think that's why I always want to eat it. Yeah. So yeah. Like it, I couldn't place the smell, but I think that's what it is. It kind of has a little slight chocolatey mm-hmm. flavor to it. One of these days I'm going to eat it, you know? I'm going to t- try it right now. Go for it. Actually, it tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's a little... I don't know why this is the first time I've done that because literally every night I put it on, I'm like, God, I wish this was like a... Body I, lotion is I, good. I wish this was like a cake frosting. But I'm not kidding. Here, seriously, try right, that. I'll try, I'll it's try not it. bad. I ain't scared. Oh, does this one have like a little sandalwood in it? Uh, yeah, sandalwood, uh, lemongrass, yeah. vanilla. I bees, like the smell of this. Beeswax. All right, we're over here eating lotion, guys, for those. I used to do that just in the listening. booth. Dude, that tastes really good. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, a little lemon, vanilla, beeswax. That's, that's actually <laughs> really good. It kind of, it Your tastes Brazilian? like a sweet vanilla Thai food. I know. Because of lemongrass. I start using the very ex, very expensive salad dressing. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of products, though, like in the body care space that are like, oh, it's, you know, you're they know the concept of you're putting it on your skin, you're putting it in your body. And so people say like, oh, it's so clean, you can eat it. But I would probably never do that with most products. Mm, no. But I mean, unless you're lying about the ingredient deck, everything in here is like edible. So yeah. anyway, I want to I get into a couple more things that I'm just curious about. Um, what about, you mentioned some of the clays. What about the bee products, like the propolis and, and the honey and stuff like that? You know, yeah. you, you mentioned this goes back to ancient cultures in Egypt and elsewhere. What What's the deal with like using bee products on the skin? I'm just so glad I became drawn to that and, and interested in that. Because can you imagine me trying to find another like emulsifying agent? You know, it's difficult, you know. Uh, and the emulsifying, explain what the like emulsifying glycerin, agent. glycerin, just fillers, uh, flowing agents to, to make, make something sure liquid? Emulsion, yeah. Okay. Liquids, yeah. And sometimes it can be powdered to kind of thicken up you know, thickeners, fillers, things that really, I mean, especially if you can find one that serves the skin as well as bee products. I mean, they're just scientists are finding out more and more about a molecularly complex royal jelly, propolis, pollen, beeswax, and honey in, in, um, in general. It's just, uh, I mean, they, I'm just fascinated by bees, um, their healing components, how much they control just worldwide, um, with our, our food production. Um, I mean, they're, they're essential for just so, so many components of our lives, you know? And, and so I luckily uh, got put in touch with a family out in Haleiwa, Hawaii, that holistically raises bees. I, I'm trying to think of another sign. When I was first starting this, and I think I only had my moisturizer back then, Carly Stein from Beekeepers Naturals. She was, I think she used to be a beekeeper. I should know this. But, uh, like it was just it was interesting that 
she was starting, I think she started a year after me or maybe right around the same time. But that's just, it, it kind of just, the bee products in general have been just very, I've just been very interested in using them in my formulas over anything else, really. I'm, I'm not sure why, but I was, I've been drawn to that as, as the base for all my formulas with the exception of Santal Black and Presence and, and our Pearl Cleanser. But like the, the moisturizing aspect, the healing, just the fact that it's so, I know this may sound, that it's so sticky, you know, that it's so sticky. I mean, it, the, the things, the medicinal parts of, you know, aloe vera garlic turmeric they're they're all they're harsh you know what i mean like the stickiness i just feel like that's part of the medicine the healing component it's not just going to go there and um be absorbed and then just i mean i love the fact that for our night and that was a big reason why i wanted to know that it was healing my scarring is because it was there the next morning when i was making the little pace and so i just i just felt like you know the things that you rub in and the creams and things that I, were buy, that I was buying to, uh, it was, it was on the, the shelf. I forget the name at, at uh, air one and it had a good clean ingredient deck of oils. And uh, it just, it would just get absorbed and then it was gone. It was, it just wasn't, I, I, I just feel like that, that has no healing component over time. I love the fact that, uh, yeah, with bee products specifically, the honeys, uh, Royal jelly, just finding out this, I mean, the way these, these elements are secreted from such interesting little bees are so cool i know i love bee products i had carly uh on the show from beekeepers naturals uh, a couple years or that was a few years ago now at this point maybe shortly after she launched i still use their stuff all the time i haven't mm -hmm. found a better comprehensive bee product i mean she's got the propolis and the royal jelly and the pollen and the honey i think it's called bee powered uh-huh one of their products freaking amazing but um, one thing that's interesting about even just honey is that you can put it on cuts and burns. I mean, just by itself, you know, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's crazy. Like mm -hmm. talk about an internal and an external medicinal superfood bees. I'm with you. They're like just the most awesome little creatures. Antimicrobial, antibacterial. Right. I mean, it's just extremely healing and moisturizing at the same time. And they're trace minerals. I mean, there's just so much... Enzymes. Uh, yeah. 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 Especially when you get it raw, like, like we do. That, that was another thing in the, in the manufacturing process. I knew I wanted it to be bees, bee product based, but just meeting with different manufacturers. Oh, we have honey. I mean, he, this family holistically raises bee farms. It's that fresh rather than getting something that, you know, has just been sitting. I mean, I, I just love that there's a story behind that part of it that was never intended, but. Um, and then yeah. what about the, uh, lack of preservatives i notice a lot of skincare products will have good ingredients but then there's like sodium benzenate or what I, shit mm -hmm. on there that's hard to pronounce mm -hmm. and then i'm kind of eh. i mean how hard was it for you to avoid putting harmful preservatives because obviously you know your stuff's not the cheapest on the market mm -hmm. because of the ingredients you're using obviously we've described but if somebody pays 30 50 60 bucks whatever it is for a little jar of skincare product and then it starts growing mold and goes bad that super sucks for the uh, customer mm -hmm. did you have issues um at any point of like getting stuck 
and being like, oh, we have to come up with some kind of preservative? Yeah. Or, or did the Myron glass solve that? Like how, how does your stuff last yeah, without putting chemicals in it? I did. I had to reformulate the night cream with an EchoSort approved little daikon radish extract in a, co- a coconut lactobacillus ferment. So, I mean, it's, but I, we, we started off without it, but I just, we, we thought it'd be a good idea because you're reintroducing your own bacteria. It, it wasn't a huge, huge problem, but it was just something that we wanted to solve. And we have that in our pearl cleanser as well. Moisturizer, gold serum, body lotion, no, no preservative. So we use uh, Miron glass for that. Their whole motto is it's preserved by the bottle, not by toxins. And I know it's a water-based product. It's just we, I mean, whether it's bee products or, uh, you know, with just kind of enhancing the life or the fact that the Miron is blocking out the artificial light and only allowing in the good rays to enhance the, the life and the bioactivity of the ingredients. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, with the exception, you know, of it's, it's just a matter, I mean, it's a matter of testing, you know, that if with, with uh, the night cream, I just felt that, you know, introducing your own bacteria. And then we did have some mold issues with that. So we had to go back and add in uh, an echo sort of approved food grade preservative. That's the only way that uh, I think I would do it. Yeah. And, but luckily, I mean, they, they met the specifications. We did the 30, 60, 90 micro test on the, the night cream and pearl cleanser. And it's going to be in our, our meteorite scrub. It's, it's, I mean, it's important to have in there if you need it. But like I said, in the other products, moisturizer, gold serum, body lotion, um, Sansol Black doesn't have any, obviously, it's all water. Um, they don't have that, which is super rare. Nobody does that. Have you ever done the experiment, uh, experiment with the uh, Myron glass or Miron glass? Everyone says it's different. Where you take like um, a clear glass and put a tomato in it and then put a toma- tomato in the, the Miron glass? No. I've never done it, but I've seen photos of it and... They say, they on the interweb, say that, dude, you could put a tomato inside this glass and it'll last for years, like <laughs> sitting on the kitchen counter. And then the other one is moldy in three days and starts to rot. Yeah. I've yeah. always like, I see stuff like that. I'm like, ah, I want to try it. Or like where people will uh, grow a plate of sprouts next to a Wi-Fi router and then they grow a plate of sprouts over here with some EMF protection stuff, whatever. Like there's a lot of cool yeah. kind of at home little science experiments you can do and I always want to do it to see if it works for me like it did for the person uh, online or wherever I saw it but that that's one that's always I'm like I got to do that and then I just forget to order like a couple big jars of this glass to see what you can do it's just fun to play around with that well your connect Michael Soko I think his name is he showed me his example. I sat down. I met with him right after meeting with you. I mean, that's thank you by the way. That's a hundred percent what led to my sourcing for this. Oh, cool. But uh, yeah, that's. Um, but he did. He showed me that. Oh, he yeah, did? I think he had like tomato paste and tomato. I, he just the guy blew me away with it. Yeah. It wasn't even a speed. Matter of fact, when I uh, I was trying to figure out price breaks, like if we you know one to five k, ten k, something like that units. But he's like, oh no, no price breaks. You know, oh, like, he's damn. like, yeah, like they. They're doing well. Anybody, yeah. I mean, when I see people using Marone glass, I know that they care. That's big respect for any company out there using I've Marone glass. I've noticed it's become more prevalent, and I know from talking to you about it, it's way more expensive. So much more expensive. This and bottle I, and top is more expensive. Just the bottle, no formula. Bottle and pump is more expensive, I bet, than, you know, four-figure uh, creams out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the bottle. Yeah. I mean, I think it's $2.54. 
for just the bottle and the pump. That's it. This formula right here is twenty four. Well, knowing that uh, I sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I'll take the labels off these and reuse them because I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like throwing away this glass. No, because no, no, I know no. how expensive it is. It feels so wasteful, and there's like something I can do with it. So I have a few little jars where. I'll keep like my psilocybin microdose in there. Something that I really want to preserve. Right. Uh, I'll use these empties after I peel the sticker off, run it through the dishwasher and get the sticky shit off. And then it becomes my little stash box. Of That's sorts. smart. Yeah. I mean, it's just not something you want to waste. No. All right. Let me see. I, I want to make sure I, I get every bit of information out of you here, uh, about, especially about the ingredients. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, there's a couple things that just make sense, like marine collagen. Cool, yeah, collagen, you know, you need that to build skin. And colloidal silver you mentioned, which is obviously super smart in, in other products because of its antimicrobial. But something, too, that stuck out that you're using are chaga mushrooms mm -hmm. and uh, the Chinese herb hisha wu. Oh, hoshu wu. Hoshu wu, okay. Yeah. What's... Because I've, you know, I eat those two herbs uh, very consistently, actually, but I never thought to put them on my skin. No, the Hoshu Wu isn't in any uh, skincare product yet. Oh, okay. But okay. maybe in a hair product, I don't, that, okay. that is an abs, it's undeniably effective. I started taking that when I was, what, 22, 21, 22, when a, a, a professor made fun of me for having grays in my goatee. And so I just started research, I mean, became obsessed with trying to, you know, reverse uh, gray hair. And I found out about Foti, Pulti, yeah, I mean, it's basically Hoshi Wu. I got my first kilo of that from Plum Flower, Maytag, Plum Flower, Chinese, I, uh, I forget uh, the source, but I started taking um, tablespoons of that every day, every day. And my hair got dark, probably about as dark as yours. I have pictures. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've heard that about that herb. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've, I don't know, I just like, I like, actually like the taste of it. There's a company called uh, Longevity Power. Have you ever used their stuff? No. They they have. He has really good extract. He's got a goji berry extract. It's freaking amazing. He's got a by far the most potent reishi extract, a powdered extract. I mean, it's like black. A quarter teaspoon in a glass of water. It looks like coffee. You know, it's wow. really strong. And then he's got a a great maca, like a 10x maca extract. So no fiber at all, just the extract. Yeah, longevity power. Huge shout out. We'll put his stuff in the show notes. Christian Bates is his name. Okay. Um, but he has the best Hoshu Wu that I've ever found. And it's, you know, something like a 10X extract. It's super potent. Wow. Yeah, remind, I've been out of that for a while. Actually, I got to get back on it. All right. I, yeah. For some reason, I thought you were putting that in stuff. What about chaga? Is that just something you use or does that have any application in skincare in the future? Um, it's... You know, I'm, I'm really interested in tremella mushroom for okay. the, as it's like one of nature's highest source of hyaluronic acid. That's in our cleanser. Um, chaga and reishi. That I mean, uh, well, chaga is in our night cream. Oh, um, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because chaga is interesting because it has melanin in it. It's mm -hmm. one of the few sources of melanin in nature. That's why I thought, oh, that would kind of make sense to put in a skincare product. Yeah. You know, a lot of these, not a lot. Well, yeah. It's experimenting, seeing how, you know, the alchemy, because it, if it's good for one thing, you know, certain things, um, you know, immune system wise, I just feel like it, it may be healing to some type of infection or, you know, um, topically as well. And through that experimentation, I just felt like it fit. 
back then when I was making that chaga was huge. I don't know if you, yeah. but- uh, Well, you brought me back Truth Kalkin and, uh, and Ron Teagarden and all these guys. That's like the early Erwan crew. Yeah. And then David Wolf started going in there and chilling with Truth. And then mm-hmm. he started really popularizing a lot of the Chinese herbs and specifically the medicinal mushrooms. But isn't it crazy now, dude? Like- it's like CBD. It's like the CBD industry. Like there's medicinal mushrooms in everything now. You go into Whole Foods and just like everywhere. But yeah, I remember, man. Like I still boil my own chaga. But yeah, it was such an exciting time back then of just going in and getting these crazy tonics and yeah. all these different Chinese herbs that you'd never heard of. You know, because back in my day, like in the 70s and 80s, my parents shopped at the health food store. But it was like it was like granola and you know, uh, wheat germ powder out of the bulk. <laughs> you know, you didn't have like all this exotic stuff from all over the world. But when the when the cacao hit, I mean, David Wolf really popularized cacao. Yeah. Uh, but that early Erwan scene was really fun because you're just like learning about all these different ingredients and herbs and all these different superfoods and stuff like that. That was a that was a really cool time. That was when I kind of cut my teeth and learned about a lot of this stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I never thought of putting it on your skin. <laughs> yeah. You, I have you to thank for that. It's like, well, I, I like your methodology. If it's good for you inside, like something like colostrum is known to be so healing to the gut. Mm-hmm. What's your gut? Basically, it's like the skin on the inside of you. So it makes sense that it's going to be healing to the, your external skin too. Yeah. These barriers, you know, it's like right. you have the gut, all your um, mucosal lining throughout the interior of your body is basically skin on the inside to protect you from shit that you eat. Like your skin on the outside protects you from the outer environment, you know? That's a really good point, you know? Yeah. It would explain a lot. Just an experimentation with that, you know, and also with aloe vera too. You know, aloe vera was another big component. And then with it being so helpful and healing topically as well. Um, yeah, that, that was another big Do you put one. aloe in your stuff now? Aloe is in our moisturizer and uh, cleanser but i like aloe because it's so hard to keep being oh, a powdered yeah. version of oh, okay it, yeah. it's organic it goes still. bad right yeah so i know a lot of the oral like uh aloe products where you can buy it to drink they're it's hard to find it without preservatives yeah, citric acid or something yeah yeah that's that's literally what it is dude you know what's funny Two days ago, it's you know it's like coming into early summer here, so I'm I'm on like my usual yearly plant buying spree, and we haven't done the landscaping here, so I'm just like buying a couple plants to kind of pretty up the yard. For the first time since that old house in LA all those years ago, I just bought two little baby aloe vera plants. Nice, yeah, because I miss. I, I would cut a fillet of those and I'd throw just a big fillet chunk in my smoothie every day. Yeah. Then I'd take the skin and rub that slime all over my hands and that was like my face lotion. Yeah. And I actually miss doing that. It was a cool little ritual. And awesome. I, I don't I don't know if it's good to put that much aloe vera on your face, but I think it, is. it felt good. And then it would kind of dry and make my skin all taut. It was like a little facelift, yes. you know? Exactly. I did the yeah. same thing, man. But yeah, that's fine. I didn't even realize that I, I just am reintroducing aloe vera into my world. But yeah, it, I guess in a product like yours, you're using a powdered version because yeah. the, the juice just it's toned to spoilage. Life, it would, yeah, yeah that, would, that would mess a lot of things up. We attempted, but the powdered version is, is good. Um, but, uh, uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah. It's so funny. I was, uh, but yeah, just the raw, I mean, straight cut 
you know, yeah. straight from the ground. I mean, those enzymes. Are you growing any in Sedona? Not in yet. Not okay. yet. I mean, you got the sun for it. I know. It'd probably do really well there. I know. And you could water it with the spring water. Do you go get spring water ever from that spring up on 89? I, I do. There's a lot of people that have conflicting opinions on whether or not that's actual like municipal water or if it's actually oh, from the creek. No way, dude. I don't that's, I mean, that's, 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 I need to know. Real though. deal spring. Oh, uh, if okay. you go to, there's a site called testmyhome.com. Okay. It's a guy Ryan Blazer had on the show, and they have a great service where they go in and test your home for air quality, mold, VOCs, uh, all your lighting, flicker, color temperature. And EMF, really great guy, great wow. service. But on their site, you can order a water test and you take some sample water and you send it in. It's a very stringent lab and it'll tell you if the water's safe. That's what I recommend for people that have a spring locally that they want to drink from. Yeah. But I, there's no way that Sedona Spring is like river water or tap water. No way. No. But there was a time many years ago when it got contaminated and they uh. shut it down because there was a fire on the hill above it and they used all this uh, fire retardant they sprayed to stop the fire right uh, the firefighters and so that got into the the ground and actually went in the spring and it was contaminated for some time and then uh. there was talk of like some bacteria and weird stuff so i know a lot of locals have had a on and off relationship with that spring so it's worth testing but i'm like man i'd be I'd be, if the water is clean and pure still, as I think it is, I'd be doing some experiments and like getting that living water. Yeah. You know, making some stuff with that. Yeah. Growing your aloe vera with that great spring water. Absolutely. If it's legit. I got to have those guys come, that guy come out to my house. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's testmyhome.com testmyhome.com yeah yeah that's it's a great service they came here and i'll tell you dude it was it was kind of part of the podcast because we tested everything then talked about what we had tested for it was such a relief because i put so much energy into this house of just all non-toxic everything Mm -hmm. and then i did a lot of emf shielding in different rooms and stuff and uh and also dealt with the mold and the air quality and i was like god damn it if he comes in here and I fail any of these, I'm going to be so pissed because, I mean, I work so hard and it's like passed with flying colors. Wow. There are a couple minor little EMF things that I had to fine tune, but it's been my dream, you know, my whole yeah. adult life basically to have a house that's like really clean energy and doesn't have any weird shit in it, you know, but I was always renting. So I never, I never went that hardcore this yeah. time, like I'm doing it right. Blank canvas. Yeah, a lot of lot of time, money, and energy spent doing it. But so it, I thought about it though. I'm like, if we ever sell this house, which I don't have any plans of doing anytime soon, but I'm like, I would have to sell it to the right type of person so they would be willing to pay the extra that I that I spent. Right, I yeah. want to get that money back. Like this room right here that we're in, under these wood floors, for example, is all shielded for electric fields. So there's like a grounded mesh under the floorboards. And then the walls, about six feet up the walls, are all shielded for electric fields. So when we're chilling in here, we're not getting electric fields from the floor because there's fans and ceiling lights underneath us in the family room. Uh-huh. So when we tested for that, there's just massive shit coming out of the floor. And you're like laying here relaxing, getting zapped with 60 hertz all day long. So I was like, I don't want that. Oh, so I did all dude. kinds of super crazy shit. I've Beyond met. just like Faraday, the the bedrooms, also any lounge areas are all shielded. Yeah, because I'm just that paranoid and, and crazy. No, and maybe good, smart. Though. Yeah. Um, one, thing, one thing I wanted to, uh, to add that we didn't talk about earlier on the sun protection. 
do you have anything to say about the elimination of seed oils, omega-6s from the diet? I think that is why a lot of people have skin problems and susceptibility to being burned is, is not from not only from the sunscreen, but from eating these inflammatory oils. I think it, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I've heard so much about seed oils and it's become, and you're, it's, you're, you're hearing a lot of uh, negative talk about, you know, just for um, diet restrictions and how it just can lead to, you know, it's so, so commonly found in a lot of, you know, shady protein bars, high sugar, it's up there with like, staying away from processed foods, seed oils, high sugar, dairy, all that. I, you know, I think it is just another one of those um, kind of like how wheat can bark at your skin and you can have some type of reaction. I feel like seed oils can definitely, I mean, that's a, that when we, we get a lot of uh, you know, customers contacting us just about seed oils, if it's in any of our products, we, we stay away from them for the most part. I have sunflower seed because it, it, it does have um, a high uh, concentration of vitamin E as opposed to using soy. So I use that in my um, tosophoryl-based in um, our pearl cleanser as a preservative. But um, And then also in Santal Black, just because of its emulsion. It has very good topical um emollients and vitamin e as well too but i mean as far as ingesting and uh i I would definitely stay away from from seed oils and then and then now that i think about it just how that would incorporate topically with your skin i mean i guess those do kind of would go hand in hand with you know what my theory on being so good internally to use on to use topically as well i mean i wouldn't I guess, yeah, it would make sense. I'm not using seed oils on the skin. I just, I do use a couple. Um, I do think raspberry seed oil is very beneficial for the skin. We're going to be putting that in. And like I said, sunflower seed, but there are... Well, that's a lot. I mean, to your credit, that's a much different universe than like putting canola oil. I mean, I see a lot of skincare products have like super shitty seed oils in them. I'm like, dude... Come on, you want to talk about like getting sunburn? Go slather on some whatever seed yeah. oil uh, of choice. But I, but like, um, I think there there are also classifications. Like if you're using uh, some sunflower oil, for example, if it's not rancid, that's a completely different world than using canola oil or something that is highly processed and hydrogenated and all this kind of shit. There's, yeah. there's definitely classifications. For sure. And I I haven't had any in a while because we don't have air one out here, but I used to like to use um, sunflower lecithin mm-hmm. as an emulsifier to yes. make like my different smoothies and elixirs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible because you can mix fat and water and mm-hmm. like turn something into... A, a creamy texture that would have been hard to actually emulsify. So I'm not mad at sunflower products, and I'm sure yours are sourced right. Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of pomegranate, but I had no idea it contained one of the most powerful compounds in the world for mitochondria. It's called urolithin A, and it's incredible for mitophagy. Or put more simply, the way your body discards old dysfunctional mitochondria. The thing is that you'd have to eat ridiculous amounts of pomegranate to get a clinically effective dose of this urolithin A. 
That's why I get mine in a product called MitoPure, available in a berry powder, protein powder, and soft gels. Super easy to take and adopt into your daily routine. MitoPure is a breakthrough postbiotic that activates your body's natural defense against aging. It's also the first product on the market to offer a precise dose of urolithin A to upgrade mitochondrial function, increase cellular energy, and improve muscle strength. MitoPure is the result of 10 years of research by scientists at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, and its clinically proven benefits are available for the first time in the U.S. through Timeline Nutrition. To learn even more about the science of MitoPure, go back and check out episode 389 with Dr. Chris Wrench. It's a mitochondria geek out of the highest order of magnitude and helps simplify this complex topic. And in the meantime, as a special offer for you listeners, you can use the promo code LUKE10 to get 10% off any 2, 4, or 12-month MitoPure plan at TimelineNutrition.com. And by the way, I highly suggest the Starter Pack, which lets you try all three forms of MitoPure. Again, that's TimelineNutrition.com, and your code is LUKE10. Before we wrap up here, what what do you you know just to geek out with you for a sec? What kind of supplements, superfoods? What what kind of shit are you on? Just on dietary things that you're taking in terms of the internal health and energy and stuff. Yeah, let's see here. I love um, NAD. I'm on. I'm on. I don't know if you're taking peptides. I take NAD, vitamin C, glutathione a, a few times a week. Um, How are you getting the NAD in you? Uh, injection. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Kind of stings. Yeah. And then it gives you like a little, uh, yeah. You know. Dude, speaking of NAD, before I forget, I recently got turned on to this product uh, called, I think it's called Ion Layer. I just got some. And they're, and, oh, yep. I actually have one right here. Yeah. NAD patches, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try this. There's like, it's got like a negative charge side on the little pad and then a positive charge side. And you put this different, solution on either side and then it's a vial of like NAD powder and you mix it with the sterile water and you you fill up each side with one of the two solutions and you put the sticker on for 14 hours. Yesterday, I, st- I still have mine on just out of laziness even though it's probably already absorbed but I was, I got shit sleep the night before and I was smoked when I woke up. I was so tired. I'm like, all right, today's the day I'm going to test this patch. I'm not going to do any other super energizing supplements or coffee or anything. I'm just going to see how my energy is. And after maybe an hour, I couldn't even tell that I got bad sleep. And I don't recommend NAD as a substitute for bad sleep because nothing really makes up for sleep. But I was like, this shit works. Like I literally, no doubt, had more energy after I put that thing on. Yeah, it was solid. Um, That's Anthony Gustin's new... new Yeah, I tried that out. Oh, really? Sent me some too. I, I didn't even realize that was Anthony. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so that's... Because I was doing the NAD injections. I'm like, kind of leave me like a little sore in my belly fat or whatever where I'd inject it. It's like a little stinging. So that's why I was stoked to find this one. Yeah. yeah. It, it. I did note it's tough to compare for me potency-wise. Yeah. Um, but I did like that though. I did notice a little bit, a subtle boost, you know, what I did, I would switch it out i wouldn't do obviously both yeah um but I, yeah i did like those it, it was a little bit of a process kind of you know adding it in with the stickers yeah, and yeah. getting it all dialed in it took me a couple of times to figure yeah, it out me yeah too. i put like too much liquid on one time it's all <laughs> dripping down my arm and shit and you can't get it wet so that's like i had to figure out how to get in the ice bath without submerging my shoulder but now 
I've been through, I think, four of them. You know, I've used it you four times. Hang, yeah. yeah, now I'm like, okay, I know what to do now. Like when to put it on and how to keep it dry and stuff. Yeah, I'm a big fan of NED. Yeah. I always just want more energy. I mean, that's what we're all going for, right? If you have energy, you can do anything you want to do. Any mm-hmm. kind of disease or issues we're having are usually a metabolic lack of energy. There's something happening in our mitochondria and they aren't making ATP right or enough of it, you know? Yeah. I would say there's something about high-dose niacin and sauna Mm, as mm -hmm. being just a complete, I know what I'm getting every single time the next day. You know what I mean? You go, it's not comfortable and, uh, you know, maybe you want to seek a physician's advice before doing, using niacin. That's one thing that I really, you know, a couple times a week, high-dose niacin, sauna. Um, I, I, I get movement in daily. Obviously, we're getting busier so my workouts are uh you know 10 15 no no 15 20 and then most of my my work is in the sauna um i mean just for what kind uh, of sauna you have well it's not my i'm gonna get one but uh, at the gym they have uh i think it's a clear light Uh, okay cool and just yeah i mean that's mentally as well just a lot of cleansing and just for some reason it just yeah that that that's where I get a lot of my good thoughts in and um, meditation. Sauna therapy is the best. Yeah, and I don't know what I would do without saunas. Although I recently learned something, uh, much to my dismay, we've been wanting to have a baby, you know, and um, been at it for uh, about a year or so, and it hasn't happened. So I'm like, there's no way. I have issues with sperm because I'm so healthy, like all the shit that I do, right? So I got mine tested. The test came back. It's a company, I think it's called Fellow. And you send in a sample and then they send you results. And it looks like a credit score. It's like a little circle and there's a red dot on one end and a green on the other end. I'm like in the red, like way, way low, way low motility. And I'm going, what the hell? Like, I, I, I mean, I know I'm 52, but I should be doing better in that department. So I start researching it. First thing I see from Dr. Google is uh, if you want to raise your sperm count, don't take hot tubs. And I was like, oh man, I love hot springs and hot tubs. We have a jacuzzi here, but it hardly ever works. So I don't really use it. Next line says saunas, avoid saunas. I'm like, dude, I've been taking saunas for years. Yeah. It turns out that heating up the wedding tackle, if you're a male, uh, is kills your sperm. So I had to stop taking saunas. Uh, every once in a while, take it with an ice pack uh, where it's needed. Yeah, but dude, just not doing them all the time. I miss my saunas. I'm like, I've gotta hurry up and have a kid so I can get back to my sauna routine here, man. Wow. Yeah. So any guys listening, if you're having you know issues conceiving, it's really something to look into is getting the sperm test and and being mindful of the saunas. And I was just so annoyed because I've interviewed sauna manu- manufacturers, experts. I've been a huge promoter of sauna therapy. I'm like, been taking saunas literally since I was a little kid. Why did I never once hear that that was one of the, you know, unfortunate side effects of sauna therapy? So something to keep in mind. I don't know if you're dating anyone or what your (laughs) deal is right now, but, um, you know, if you're going to use them, boys, uh, bring an ice pack in there when you do, if you want to have kids. So anyway. It's exactly what you just said. That's really tough, man. Because sauna is... Just it's how I stay reset. sane, yeah. right? It's like, oh man, it's so that's... good emotionally and mentally. That's what I find. It's like physically, yeah. it feels great because it releases all the tension. But it's just like, if I'm stressed out or have anxiety or I'm just like moody and mopey, I take a sauna and jump in the ice bath. I'm like a new person. Yeah, 
It's like I was just reborn. <laughs> it's right up there with the sun. Stay out of the sun. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine no sun, no sauna? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, but it does make sense. And I had heard that. I think I, um, Seam, Seamland, uh, Seam, S I N. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, I think he, he did something on a report on that recently. Yeah, well, I Dang. wish I would have known, but better better late than never. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to ask you in terms of uh, skin health and, uh, you know, the longevity of our, our youthful looks. What about red light therapy? Oh, huge fan. And it, yeah, it was you and Ben Greenfield that really turned it up for me. I use Juve. I, what I like to do, I like a Juve solo right here, probably 15 minutes um, on each side. And then before I go to bed as well, it's supposed to uh, just balance out you know, your circadian rhythm. But at the same time, it does something to the mitochondria of all of our cells. So like after exfoliation or after derma rolling with the methylene blue and NAD with a mask on, right. as it starts to dry, there's some type of warmth from that photobiomodulation in the red light that just and, it's, and then also healing, once you rinse off the mask, I, I put on the cold. There's just activity that is not there normally when I'm not using the red light or putting on those products. That's there's cool. Cell signaling. There's something to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I gotta, I gotta get. I'm, I'm committed. I'm gonna get back on the the clay mask it, and try yeah. it in the red light. Because one thing yeah. I've always liked uh, going to hot springs. If you find one that has mud, I always mm -hmm. like to cover my whole body in mud and go lay in the sun and just bake. Yeah. There's just something innate in my awareness that knows it's good. I don't know why I like Smart. doing it, but it just it's just this primal thing. Yes. I have to cover myself in mud and lay in the sun. Lay in the sun. That's what animals you know? do to heal themselves, or at least elephants for oh, sure. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, so there's something to that red light with the clay. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, all right, last thing I'm going to ask you, my friend, is this. Who have been three teachers or teachings, philosophical teachings, et cetera, that have influenced your life and, and helped you be who you are? Mm. Robert Frost, his quote, you know, there were two paths in the diverted woods. I took the path less traveled and that has made all the difference i'm paraphrasing it's definitely true though man i just i you know i graduated had a draft party wasn't drafted went down to la just following something bigger you know not getting the job right out of college working at abercrombie but following believing in something were bigger. you one of the ripped abercrombie guys yeah, at the door was, with your yeah, shirt off that was me yeah i mean <laughs> oh, dude that's classic <laughs> That was, that was, yeah, that was my job. Like I'll Speaking of job. fragrance, dude, when I used to work in the industry in Hollywood and I have to go in that store, I'd walk in and just, I think they're running that fragrance through the vents, you know? It's just like, go in there and just get knocked on my ass. But that's funny. I used to wonder like, what's that job like? You just, you got your eight pack ass, <laughs> all tan, all waxed and just sitting at the door at the mall going, hey, come on in late. Dude, it was, <laughs> see, the thing is though, at the flagship store in the Grove, yeah, they, yeah, they paid, that's the one. Yeah, they, I mean, they had they had like auditions for that. I mean, it was a three, it was a four hour shift, but one of those is a break, and you got so basically three hours for one fifty. Uh, I did that like three or four days a week, so it wasn't a bad paying job at the yeah. flagship store. But it, I started off at the Santa Monica store, so I don't. I want to keep it real. I think it was that was. Have yeah. you seen the documentary about that company? 
Oh, uh, I think super, I started watching the it. super scandalous. You know, oh yeah, yeah. And you can feel it too. <laughs> super when trippy. Jeffries came in. Uh, super it, trippy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll see if we can put that in the show notes. Uh, my <laughs> editors are listening. LukeStroy.com/slash Andy. Yeah, that was. I love documentaries about uh, cults, like any kind of like scandalous shit where an organization becomes corrupted by a. Uh, charismatic leader gone wrong, the fallen guru syndrome. I love that. For some reason, I love that genre, maybe because I went to a, a kind of a cult boarding school when I was a teenager and have been working on recovering from that. But That's right. I find it really interesting when there's, especially when it's a huge company like that, and then you find out behind the scenes, there's all of this shadiness going on. But anyway, uh, yeah. I, I digress. So that was your first one, Robert Frost. Uh, two more. Uh, Tupac Shakur, for sure. Uh, his passion ever since I was a little kid. I mean, I can remember maybe watching Juice. Um, he, he, just his interviews. I've been so fascinated with his interviews and just the passion, how articulate he is and how smart and intelligent he is. And then just, just releasing in his music and his timing and just his messaging. Uh, Tupac Shakur has been huge. Uh, a huge that one surprised me. me. That's the first time on the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And let's see. Uh, that's my parents, I would say. Um, just all I know growing up is they're dedicating of their lives to my brother and myself and my, my sisters. And just really, you know, looking back on that and just how grateful I am to have had a you know a good solid upbringing so many people especially in you know going to rehab and hearing other stories and other wise that led them them to use and so many people don't have people so many people weren't raised the way i was i'm so grateful for my my parents and the love that, that i that they showed me and my 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 brother and my sisters growing up and just the work ethic of my dad doing his thing you know every single day to provide um, I just, and my mom, her heart and kindness, she's just my everything. And so I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I have so many more everywhere I go though. You know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, I, I love people and everybody has a story. I mean, especially if you're, if connecting is important to you, you're going to want to, you know, dive in and get to know someone. It, it's just so interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm inspired by a lot of different people. I take what I want. And I absorb a lot from people. And there are a lot of just amazing people out there that have, are doing so much daily to provide for their families. So much, you know what I mean? And in, yeah. in my travels, you see that. It's a good reminder of perspective to come back and how, how good we have it. At the same time, that, I, that moment impacted me. So like I, a number four would be just the beautiful people that I'm able to be uh, connected with when I, when I travel and, and, and seeing how they live and how they do things and just learning from that and incorporating that in my own life. That's been easily the, the biggest impact. In, in, I know in exactly what you mean. Transformation. Sitting here with people like you every week, man. It's, I'm the most blessed person. There's so many interesting, inspiring people in the world. Yeah, and I'm so grateful myself. I made a career out of talking to him. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> at least, did. At least part of it. You know? Literally, just sit and talk to cool people once, once, sometimes twice a week. Well, sometimes I do a bunch in a week, but they come out every week. You know, but just, just big, 
Yeah, when I, I like, I got to recognize that though, because, or give a little shout out to the, the uh, listeners who haven't, uh, you know, been there since the beginning. Man, I remember you getting into this and, and when it was a want, you know, look yeah. at it now, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you had an amazing business as a stylist, dude. It was actually very impressive to see the courses and just the things you had going on while you, yeah. you were kind of meeting up. Look at you now, dude. That's that's just big respect to you, Luke. Dude. Thanks, brother. Yeah, yeah, you did it, man. And you're doing it. And you're going to continue Cons- to do consistency it. over time creates success. Yeah. At least one measure of it, you know. So yeah, now I don't get turned down as often as I did in the beginning <laughs> trying to get people on my show. You know, I was pretty lucky because I don't know. I just I just would go for it, just ask people, you know, but there's been so many people like in the beginning just to, I don't know, have a Gabor Mate or just had Rick Rubin on the show, just people that I really uh, admire. And in the beginning, I might've even been too shy to ask them and then sometimes maybe send an email out and I wouldn't really get a no, but I just wouldn't hear back, you know? And I'd be like, oh shit. And I just keep going and keep going. And now most of the time when I'm interested in talking to someone, you know, they're willing to do it. So it's just from putting in that work consecutively yeah. for a few years. So yeah, yeah, you were one in the beginning and, you know, it was on my show when I don't know how many downloads I was getting, but very few people were listening in the very, in the beginning, the first couple of years, you know, before it really took off. So yeah. So yeah. thanks for coming on back then when I was a little old nobody. Thanks for coming back on now when I'm a little more of a somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm so glad you're doing well, man. And thank, thank you, you again for sharing your, you know, your path of addiction and getting sober i'm so happy for you and it's it's always nice to see you on instagram i'm like okay check on andy what's he saying it's like nope he's making sense he's solid he's tan his eyes are clear he's happy i'm like right on dude you know because many people don't make it yeah many people don't make it most people don't make it once they cross a certain threshold into that lane man it's exceedingly difficult to get out so congratulations on your surrender and you know you humbling yourself and just saying man i need help that's that's it that's the big stumbling block for people is they that ego will not reach out for help it just can't do it mm-hmm. you know it's just being humble is not part of the repertoire of the uh, the addict ego <laughs> you right. Know? right it's either like defensiveness right like fuck you i'm fine everyone else has the problem if people just leave me alone you know or else it's it just evades the problem and goes into denial and and all that you know so coming to terms with those parts of ourselves is really hard and really scary so glad you're able to do it man thank you and i wish you a, a long prosperous life of however sobriety ends up looking for you i appreciate that yeah it was definitely something that i had to go through just looking back, it was for me, you know, yeah, getting yeah. down on my, on my knees in, in Egypt and praying for it, even though it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean, just to think and then exactly yeah. a year later, um, man, I would do it all again, just to feel how I feel now and to have, to know what it's like on the other side without any type of temptation or, or urge to, it's been removed seriously, yeah. has been removed. That's, I mean, that's unbelievable. To, to all my friends, you know, your party buddies, it's got to be amazing <laughs> to them. But I can't wait to be that. You know, right. just, it's just, it's just who I am now, yeah, brother. you know, and I'll continue to put in the work. I just, it's because uh, it's important to me and it's just better on this side for me, you know? Oh yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming Thank by. You. It's great to see you again. It's great to see you too. 
All right, that's it. And that's all, folks. Thanks for being my co-pilot on episode 479. And if you want to learn more about Andy, go way back and peep out episode 18. Andy was with me in the very beginning, back in the nitty gritty days of the lifestylist. You'll find that episode linked along with everything we talked about today at lukestory.com slash Andy. All right, what's next? Well, this Sunday, we're dropping a bonus rebroadcast of my recent appearance on the Higher Self podcast with Danny Morell, where I do my best to simplify non-duality and God consciousness. Some light stuff there. Now, but that was a fun interview, so I wanted to share that with you as a little bonus. Then next Tuesday, we're back with episode 480, featuring Amanda Vollmer, someone uh, for whom I've had many, many requests over the years. And I finally managed to get that done, and it was well worth the wait. We're going to explore the fascinating world of DMSO and what it means to be medically free. And before we get out of here, if you want to help prevent another scamdemic, make sure to go get yourself on this list to watch the whole End of COVID series. Visit lukestory.com slash end of COVID. And the whole series, by the way, is totally free for the first 21 days, which is incredible. There is so much valuable content in the end of COVID series. Uh, I can't wait to get my grubby little paws on it myself. And if you caught the recent episode with Alex Zek, you'll know what I'm talking about. But in order to get the uh, access you need, you got to get signed up. So again, go to lukestory.com slash end of COVID. All right, that's it. Until we meet again, stay well, and most of all, stay free.